0: Hello and welcome back to Ramblings from Nowhere. After a week off and some serious scheduling issues, we are back and unfortunately, Clay is still having scheduling issues, but I have brought in some of the finest substitutes. I don't know what you call them, but they're (laughs) some of my best friends and I'm excited to have them on the show tonight. First up, we have uh, Mr. Josh Powell, one of our regular emailers and one of the uh, people who helps me on the Facebook sides of things. And then all the way from the Box Officers Podcast, joining us once again, Mr. Jonathan Johnson. Gentlemen, how are we tonight?
1: Glad to be here.
2: Uh, Yeah, doing doing really well. Uh, Sorry you're missing out on the uh, Rolling Stones concert, Jason, that you were supposed to be at tonight. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The Coronas, the coronas, as I like to call the it, has, has took my chance to see the Rolling Stones away. That's but harsh. As we all know, the Rolling Stones are like cockroaches and will never die. <laughs> so I will hold on to my tickets. I did not accept the refund. And maybe next year, they still haven't actually announced a new date or if they're going to reschedule or not so i really kind of in flux on it oh hey, so are
1: keith, they are they allowing you to take the same ticket and like, yes refund date that's nice at least yes and yeah, listen uh,
0: if, go ahead
2: if keith richards can survive the spanish inquisition he can get through uh-huh. the Corona. exactly
0: exactly uh, the pretty cool thing so far, uh, concert side, uh, Josh and I were talking today because we actually have tickets to see the Black Crows in July, isn't it, Josh, from right? Originally, yes. correct. And it got pushed back to next year, and they will honor those tickets. Uh, for most of these, I've seen uh, they're going to, they're pretty good about honoring, unless they just completely cancel altogether. mm so, it's just kind of, everything's in flux. I mean, we don't have our movies, we don't have our or theaters, I should say. We don't have our concerts. Sports are out. Sports, well, uh, for most people, sports are out, but as our listeners know, I am the world's biggest NASCAR fan, and NASCAR started back this Sunday, and there's actually a race tonight, which I recorded just to make sure that I could have this podcast with you guys tonight. Now, nice. That's dedication. That is. I'm glad. I'm excited, though. Uh, it's kind of weird, though. Um, there's no fans, and you wouldn't think that would be that big a deal with uh, NASCAR. I mean, it's just cars going around in a circle. Yeah, you can't, know? you
1: can't really hear the fans. Like you can at a basketball
0: game. Well, but the weird thing, it, it's kind of weird. I mean, especially when the race was over and what they do now is – They'll actually go to the start finish line and get out and have an interview right there at the start finish line so that the fans are, you know, more into it uh, as opposed to Winner's Circle. Hmm. So they did that, but okay, so they're six feet apart. They have this giant microphone stuck in Kevin Harvick's face, you know, on a boom, on a boom. And, you know, the first thing he says is, it's it's so strange because there's, there's no cheering or anything. I just won this race, he won his 50th race. Which there's very few people that have won fifty NASCAR races, and there's nobody cheering. So you know it's weird, but it it was nice kind of having one of my Sunday, my Sundays rituals. back to normal. Yeah, you know, still don't have still, church is still like online and being in a small town. That's weird. Figuring that out has been kind of odd, mm-hmm. you know. But it's kind of nice getting something back. Yeah. So. Uh, we're getting there. I will not let this devolve into a NASCAR <laughs> podcast, though. I'm sorry. I had to say that after you said it. Yeah.
2: But, uh, there probably wouldn't be a lot of contribution from Jonathan and I. That's what I'm
0: thinking. That's <laughs> all right. That's all we're going to say. But uh, hey, that Ford you know, versus Ferrari movie was pretty amazing. It, it made it's me think really about, good.
1: about watching some NASCAR after watching it's, that.
0: I would just watch Days of Thunder again. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen, everybody's seen Days of Thunder. Yeah. That's all you need is like Ford versus Ferrari and. Days of Thunder and probably Halladay Nights. you could throw that in there yeah, too absolutely Because the, the only um, the
1: only problem is it's much more entertaining I think probably when I'm like behind the wheel with with the driver or right <laughs> on the tire you know as it's zooming yep. through things so it might not be as cool to just sit in the stands watching them but I'm not going to make fun of you for like a NASCAR because those movies were pretty, made me pretty I pumped am,
0: listen I, it's just one of those things I grew up with and I kind of went away from it for a while and then I just got back into it Uh, it's been a while back now but um i don't know you know it's just one of those things kind of like movies you just can't get rid of them they just keep coming back (laughs) which i did notice i think what did i see about 200 theaters have opened up in the country Mm. um i haven't i didn't see anything about what they were doing like social distancing wise or anything like that but um here's my question real quick before we get into the actual meat of the episode um, would you guys be open to going to a theater right now if yours was open uh,
1: I think it it depends on if the theater is like strictly enforcing you know four seats in between every uh, person in mm-hmm. a row in between every person but I think I would if that was being enforced but I'd certainly wear a mask to it yes
2: Josh Yeah yeah, same for me I mean I think As as long as they're doing Social distancing I think You know A higher cleaning standard Is pretty much the norm For almost all businesses now But no absolutely I mean I love movies And you know You go to Go to something A little more expensive Like the IMAX Or uh, Real D Or something When it's uh, At an odd showtime, And you can have Plenty of social distancing Anyway so Sure
0: Well I, I I I don't know If I would or not Honestly as much As I love movies but um, I, and main reason is because I think back to when we all worked at the theater, and how we dealt with were not how we dealt with customers, but how customers were at the theater, and can you really keep customers from sitting, or can you keep customers at a six foot distance? You know what I'm saying? Sure. You can you can put up tape or whatever you want to do, but I guarantee there will be somebody that will break ignore and sit in them. You know, and plus the thing is, I was telling somebody today, you know, when I go to a theater, and I think we're all the same. my My preference is to sit in the center. Sure. I don't really care if I'm at the back of the theater. I prefer not to be on the front row, but you know, what I'm saying I prefer to be in the center. That's just a thing for me, especially. But um, good surround I sound think, right there in the middle. I think most I think most people are like that too. I mean, you know, you just want to get in the center because I always get mad when I don't get to reserve my seat and then I go to the theater and all the middle seats are taken. So, you know, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... I
1: will say this. The the, the idea of... We, we talked, I think it was last year after CinemaCon, there was a big push about movie theaters, I mean movie studios rather, renting out their releases to people at like $50 for a week. And so that they could have a showing in, in their movie, you know, home theater or whatever. And then, so when this happened, p- places like Pixar released, you know, uh, um, oh, what was the Onward. fantasy movie? Onward. Yeah, two, Onward. two weeks after it had been at the theaters, they released it on a Disney Plus and then it had Trolls. And so all the all the movie studios kind of got to see what that would look like in action and, and Trolls made Were, hand over made, fist mm-hmm. money. So I, I guess there's something to be said for change. It's going to be weird to see if movie theaters start to fade away and it becomes more of like just home theater chain kind of thing. We've uh, drive-ins, of course, are an option that people have been exploring lately. If you've got one of those in your little towns or whatever.
0: Um. Well, actually, news we're going to be talking about a little bit of that. So let's uh, uh, let's, let's table that. There is a story that I've. Uh, put in the news part which is basically what this entire episode is because there's so much news who knew that in two weeks time well basically yeah two weeks time that there would be this much news after really has been a dry spell especially on the movie and TV side you know what I'm saying because yeah, everybody's I mean, it's been, been
1: scrambling trying to figure out what to yeah. do
0: you have trickles here and there but I mean there was some pretty big news which we're going to get to here in just a few minutes but uh, let's table that just a little bit Jonathan because I do want to talk about that just um, real quick
2: though, I think I would rent a hazmat suit to go watch uh, Tenant. Uh, that looks super good. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know it'll get pushed back, but I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be strange t- or it is strange t- strange times it's not going to be strange times or I mean you know never mind I'm just excited to be here and I can't talk <laughs> we were just thinking today about
1: how, how how many movies have, would we have already seen like exactly there were so many movies that I was excited about coming out and like didn't even realize some of them would have already come out because of the mm-hmm. whole thing so
0: well let's see the first one that springs to mind well okay you had Fast and the Furious which was in April you had um uh, Black James Widow. Bond, right? James Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Quiet Place Two came was supposed to come out. Quiet Place April? Two,
0: uh, and that's just off the top of my head. And of course, that doesn't include, like you said, Trolls, which went straight to VOD and Scoob and what's the other one? I'm trying to remember. There's a few more, but anyway. Uh, with that being said, before we get into news, uh, we like to give everybody a little update on what we've been up to in the past week. Uh, I am going to defer to you guys first, but I will say that we will hold off on my weekly Call of Duty Warzone discussion, (laughs) which is mainly with myself since I never can get Clay to play it. But since I have you guys here and we have a little bit of news about it, we're going to hold that off. Uh, Let's go. Josh, what have you been up to this past week? Let me
2: see. Um... Not a whole lot. We—it's uh, hard,
0: it, hard when you take out Warzone, you know. Right. <laughs> well, we did have a uh,
2: a rather fun and eventful D and D session this past weekend, so that's always that, fun. That wraith,
1: uh, mm-hmm. with uh,
2: <laughs> our wonderful DM has has joined the episode tonight. So, uh, yeah, we had a good time. So. I love
1: how I love how in that no one, no like a very small subset of your listeners probably care about this but my favorite part of that last round was you guys lit through a bunch of like nine or 10 ghouls that that took like 30 seconds of our time you <laughs> the time before that you went through a, like a doppelganger and four bugbears and then y'all were just like yeah we're pretty we're pretty awesome and then <laughs> you get up against this wraith and y'all kill it or you know you get it down enough where it kind of disappears and then it's back and it was just I don't know it was just so funny it was a good time as a DM well, too
0: we talked about it off air but the best part was when I, I, I finally kneeled down and prayed to my stupid god <laughs> Tiamat which I'm still angry about but that's another story and got some insight on how to stop this wraith and I brandon and i are in one room and josh is in another room and basically you have to it's either destroy what was it jonathan destroy a magical item or give him one Was the gist of it yeah so brandon and i are in this room that's full of like magical books or spell books blah blah that kind of thing so that's the first thing that clicks in my head maybe we should destroy the spell books and so i tell brandon i'm like hey arthur Maybe you should throw a torch at those books. You know, it's just the first thing that popped in my head. The 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 cauldron and stuff was there too, but we were in that room, so that's you know the first thing I was thinking. And what and is and like, Huh. I think I'm just gonna hit him again with my uh, my hammer. He
1: wore hammer
2: for
0: the fortieth yeah.
2: time in a row. Which
0: yeah. was good. I liked
1: yeah. it. He's a fighter. That's what fighters do. Hit things.
0: So that was a good time. We had a good time with that. Our adventure is uh, proving to be quite fun, actually. I'm having a good time with it.
2: I'm trying to think. Let's see, what else have I done? Take take out well D and D, and then Warzone, and I've been, you know, hanging out with the kids, and uh, working at the airport, which is still super eerie because it's uh, even though it is starting to pick up, it's uh, which which is good news. you know for the aviation industry and probably for my job so that's good
0: <laughs> now we do have our almost nightly session of rocket league which we rarely talk about on here but uh we we have some good rounds of rocket league that is true we tend to
2: play a little war zone and then round out the night with a couple rounds of rocket league so which yeah. uh there you have it jonathan what about you what what have you been into since, since last, last week, or since last five week, months whenever, ago, when you were on the podcast last time, last
1: week I made <laughs> one point twenty-five million bells on my oh Animal my Crossing gosh. games. Had a <laughs> had bells selling for or a turnip selling five hundred ninety-two bells. That was great.
0: So let me ask you real quick: Are you going to the websites and everything? What I can't remember the turnip website. Um, I can't remember, but are you are you that deep into it? Heck, no! You know, I don't where, cheat. I, I,
1: okay. I play well, no. the mark. I play the stock market no, 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 no. as it goes.
0: <laughs> on your on your game, on your game. Yeah, but you know what they're doing, right? Where the, they have this market, and so these bells people will post on that website. I can't remember the name of it. Right oh, now, and um,
1: like ask people to come over if they want yes. to, or, or yeah. Yes. No, I hadn't done yeah. that. I have I have a, a group of friends I play with. Like, well, I just te- I text them when I have good stuff. They text me when they have good stuff, and we. Mm-hmm play it like that Uh, it's kind of like my own little mini reddit i guess uh (laughs) my youngest son uh deleted my uh, breath of the wild uh save that i almost had hundred percented so that was real good we had a lesson about uh (laughs) don't just hit buttons um other than that you know my uh my job is seasonal and the season ended last week so i got to kind of have a week off so far this week really i've just been playing with the guy the boys we went played in the creek and played on some rocks so that's about all i've done really this week awesome yeah it's good times
0: awesome uh i have uh let's see i have quite a few things because uh, uh, between having twins and work being work we're uh, there's not a lot happening for us right now uh first up i did purchased the Humble Bundle that I talked about a couple weeks ago, the D&D one. Mm. Forgotten Realms, the Drizzet. I did the $15 one. Although I have most of those books, I just was like, man, $15, you can't go wrong buying that many uh, Drizzit, DeWord, and books. So I just went ahead and got it. uh, Pretty excited. I haven't even opened them yet, but uh, went ahead and did that. Went ahead, I'm still reading Lovecraft Country which uh has anybody heard of have you guys heard of this book i mentioned it earlier on the I don't know, earlier episode of the podcast. yeah yeah uh um i'm really digging it uh it's it's going to be a mini series on hbo i'm not exactly sure the the start date on it or anything but i saw a preview for it and i was like man that looks really good so i picked up the book uh still reading through it uh it's uh it's neat. It's uh, I like what they're going, what they're doing with it. I highly recommend it if you are into Lovecraft or just a good story in general. Uh, it's it's fun. Uh, still plowing through Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh, I'm in the fourth season right now. Uh, what was the, I'm trying to think of the last episode I watched? I can't remember right off the top of my head. But uh, slowly but surely, I will finish Star Trek: The Next Generation. So, mm. dude,
1: uh, we that uh, I love that show so much.
0: I I don't know if you heard the episode, Jonathan, but I, uh, a couple weeks ago i I watched the best of both both worlds episode. Uh, yeah. first first time ever. Oh
1: really? First time ever. I'll go back and listen and to I, it. I'm way behind. I, I, on all my, my podcasts. I, well, there wasn't
0: there wasn't that much to say other than that I was blown away. And you know, I mean, I'd seen First Contact. I know the Borg, and I've been I've watched Picard and sure so on and so forth. But I had never, and I've said it a hundred times but i've watched a lot of star trek next generation episodes but i've not ever watched the entire th- run mm-hmm. you know so that's what i'm doing slowly but surely and uh i said to myself after the best of both worlds one and two i was like and well i finished those and then i watched the follow-up episode where picard goes home mm, and you know yeah. his brother and all that stuff mm-hmm. and after those episodes i was like man do i want to go on I was like, you know, is there, does it get, is it any better than those episodes? Right. And so I, I continued watching and then I watched the, the episode with Worf, uh, Reunion, I think was the name of it. Oh, yeah. With with his wife. And then you mm-hmm. find out he has a son. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so glad I went <laughs> ahead and kept watching this. So, <laughs> hey, can I, can I ask you a
1: random question? I don't want to get a yes. sidetracked or anything, but nope. this is something we do all the time. This, this is something we talk that. about a lot on our podcast is do you prefer, um, old school episodic star trek like those or do you prefer the new school discovery picard serial type of story in other words i guess they used to call them villain of the weeks or problem of the weeks versus right an entire story an, overall, through. an,
0: an overarching yeah. story that goes through the whole thing yeah I i'm really torn this, between those types but anyway what do you got i'm i'm digging i, like I said i, I, I Dig Star Trek: The Next Generation, but what really got me back to watching it was Picard. Picard, in my in my book, was amazing. Yeah, uh, from start to finish, uh, it made me want to watch Voyager because I've never really watched that much Voyager uh, because of Seven of Nine. Yeah, uh, uh, it. I don't know. I think it's just that nostalgia feeling made me want to go back and keep pushing through the Next Generation stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I prefer, I think these days. An overarching story. Yeah, to mine, you know. I mean, I think Picard did a good job because there was self-contained stories that did further that overarching. But the, I, I don't think the overarching story intruded on what they were trying to tell mm-hmm. in those episodes. Like, for instance, the uh, first seven of nine episode where she, where they, uh, I can't kind of told where, where she's she been, what she's yes. been doing. Yeah, I can't remember that, in that episode name right now. But uh, that's me, Josh. what do you think? You know, I
2: haven't, you know, I've watched the Star Trek movies, you know, all of them. I used to watch some of the old Star Trek show, but I don't know, some movies, you know, some, I guess, shows like that. I kind of like the one-offs in a way. I don't know. It's, you know, I guess that's because that's what I watched, you know, growing up. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. just watch one and it it didn't really matter that much if you missed a week or not back before the days of. (laughs) <laughs> DVRs and yeah. all that stuff. So I don't know. I, I for, for most things I think I like overarching, but for, I don't know something about Star Trek. It, I don't, I don't mind the one off
1: Here's my thing. I I think there's a place for the serial, but I miss sometimes like for instance the Walking Dead, the, those stories get so drawn out and long and boring to me that I'm like mm-hmm. it'd be nicer if there was a condensed like beginning and end to this in some places. So I feel like what, what, what I think would be the best of both worlds, ha, ha, there's a Star Trek pun <laughs> for <everybody. laughs> it. be the best of both worlds would be to, to have those episodic one-shots with a weaving in the background of the, of the more um, serial. Kind of like, I think, um, Voyager's played with that a little bit towards the end, but um, Enterprise did that a lot better where there were there were a lot of one shots but there was this zendy kind of uh, backstory going on in the background in all of them so i think thinks it works good that way but i do for some reason i agree with you for star trek especially one one shots and then those epic two-parters always Mm -hmm. uh, made me feel so excited to see but anyway hey random insertion of, of things that are not anything to do with what we're talking about tonight sorry it's, it's all good
0: that's that's this show I mean that's what we do we just <laughs> kind of come off on these tangents the from nobody. um yeah hence the name right I think I think uh we can I'm tr- I was trying to think back while you guys were talking and what really started the movement into a more of an o- overarching story as opposed to you know episode to episode and the the first one that came to mind for me really was lost Mm. i realized that you you know i'm saying i realized that it i I, well yeah i mean Uh,
2: probably x files though right i mean before lost
0: uh, x files got there too that's true
2: what about Uh, buffy was buffy
0: uh the vampire slayer
1: more serial towards the end i feel like it was
0: buffy was especially yeah but I, can't, uh, yeah. I can't
1: remember the timing of all those shows though it's been too long. Lost would have been the last of those. Um, but it really kind of pushed it like even X-Files didn't always right. serialize.
0: Was, Lost yeah. was always like serialized. Lost was from start to finish. It yeah. was just uh, serialized but anyway.
2: Seinfeld uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, it. that's the start. We have Jerry Seinfeld thanks for that. Yes yeah. uh, But other than that, uh, comic books, uh, comic books are back on sale. I have not picked mine up, but I did find my giant stack of comic books I hadn't read, and I started to sit down and read them, and it just took me to my happy place, uh, catching up on some of my back issues I hadn't done yet. Uh, I bought, I went ahead, and I didn't buy, but I went ahead and uh, did the Disney Plus package and got Hulu and ESPN. Plus, even though ESPN is useless, but uh, I went ahead and did that, so I got Hulu again, and I started watching The Goldbergs. Have you guys watched? Ever watched The Goldbergs? Mm-mm, no. Yeah, I've, I've watched. it It's funny. If you grew up in the '80s, Jonathan, you need to watch. Check this. it out. It's uh, it 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 hits me right in my right in my feels all nice. the time. It's so, it's funny. It's so good. Uh, I found Ticket to Ride London on sale for nine dollars. I picked that up. The board game. Nice. I haven't got to play it yet, but, I mean, it's Ticket to Ride, so you kind of know what you're getting into. And then lastly, uh, Ella Kate and I tonight sit down and watch Scoob. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, the movie. new Scooby-Doo movie?
0: Yes. Yep. Is it uh, any good? Yes, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it does a, this isn't a spoiler, but it does a shot-for-shot remake of the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You Opening? No yes. way. At the beginning of it, yeah. It, It'd it's, be worth uh, it just it, for that. It, again, that brought the feels back, too. Uh, of course, I grew up loving Scooby-Doo. My wife hates Scooby-Doo, but uh, me and Ella Kate we had a good time with it. Uh, they update everybody. I was really excited because Captain Caveman's in it. Nice. <laughs> but, unfortunately, and this is not a knock, uh, Tracy Morgan does the voice for Captain Caveman. Yeah. And that's not Captain Caveman voice. I'm sorry. There's nothing against Tracy Morgan because I think Tracy Morgan's hilarious, but it just didn't work for me. Uh, Mark Wahl. Uh, Mark Wahlberg plays Blue Falcon and has Blue Falcon and Dino Mud in it, and uh, of course all the Mystery Ink gang and Dastardly and Mutley are in it. No way! Well. Yeah, it, 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 this is that was the Dastardly yes, always. I was or Mutley. The first I mean. time, the first time they showed him and he did that, I freaking cracked up. Like looking at me like, "What's wrong with you?" I was like, "You just don't understand."
1: I know, they know how to. I know how to. Tweak those nostalgia strings for sure,
0: don't they? Well, this is the start apparently of a Hanna-Barbera uh researcher universe. Oh, wow. shared universe. Cool. Uh, Johnny Quest, there's a lot of cameos and stuff in here. Question: uh, uh, Yes,
2: Scrappy-do,
0: yes or no? No, Scrappy-do. Oh, saying. good, fantastic. But that's okay <laughs> because, uh, like, unlike most people, I I have no problems with Scrappy-Doo.
1: Dude, I thought the way they played Scrappy-Doo in the movie was hilarious. In that, uh, what was the Scooby-Doo Part 2 or whatever Two. it was. The yeah. Yeah. Isle of Monsters or whatever. I thought that was hilarious. I love it. I'm going to have to watch that because the cartoon as an adult never really did anything for me when I was a kid. I loved it. But the new ones, I was like, eh. But, I mean, that sounds
0: hilarious. I hope it's. I, I enjoyed it. That's that's just me. Ella uh, Kate liked it. I think, kid, I think kids will like it. Yeah, I'll check it bit. out. Uh, they do a great job with Dastardly Mutley, like I was saying. I, I think they did a good job with all of them. Of course, the, voice, the voices are a little bit off, but it's going to be us, Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, you, you so. rolled right over your comics. Can I tell you what comics I've been reading for the past uh, two weeks? Yes. I found uh, uh, we, we're in the process of, of moving, not really moving. We don't – long story. Anyway, I found some old comics that I had purchased and never read how bizarre is that? I just got to show you how many comics I have. Uh, but I read from 2018, uh, <laughs> the new Superman, which was like a Chinese Superman. Did you ever read those? No, <laughs> Dude, they're, they're so interesting. I love it. It's like, uh, totally, you know, money grab, I'm sure. But it, it was very intriguing, like to see a Chinese take on Superman
0: was just real quick. Um, we are a Marvel-centric, for the most part, oh, when it comes oh, to comic books. Oh, <laughs> I his, apologize. And, and, but, no, no, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm going to give you the reasoning why, because I love DC characters. I love them. I, I read Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern is one of my all-time favorites in Flash. And when Jeff Johns was writing them, that was money. Uh, and this was in the, uh, right before New 52, or not New 52, the, the, the reboot after Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Reborn, wasn't it? Yeah. And so, no, that was the Marvel Heroes Reborn. We won't okay. talk about that. But anyway, so DC completely lost me when they when after the Flashpoint reboot because there's been so many rebo- reboots since then that I cannot yeah. keep up with everything that's going on. Uh, wh- they really lost me when they stripped Superman of his red trunks and just had the whole blue suit and everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, and
1: now they're talking about rebooting again into totally yeah. different characters and all that mess, right. there's a lot of and craziness
0: so I can't it's it's hard enough to keep up on the Marvel side with, with the X-Men and stuff and everything that's going on especially after being away from comics as long as I was but then to try to go back into DC and figure out what is going on with theirs, you know what I'm saying but yeah. I will say that it, anytime I get a chance, like in uh, Amazon, on Amazon, if a Prime, if they're doing a sale or if there is a good uh, trade paperback on Prime on the DC side, yeah, I'll I, I'll pick it up. I love to read them, uh, but I just that's why we don't hardly have a lot of DC comic talk on here is because I just there's nothing that grabs me. Yeah. Anymore. and they're
1: kind of all over the place. They they re- rebirth. Flashpoint yeah. and New yeah. Fifty Two, and then like I mean, Listen. those things only last for like two years, and then it's a new thing happening.
0: When they did all the Infinite stuff, you know, you had uh, you had Identity Crisis, uh, and then what was it? Infinite Crisis, and then Final Crisis, mm-hmm. and of course, after Infinite Crisis, they did the New Fifty Two, which was a kind of soft reboot. You had the Zero Hour reboot. You had, uh, of course, the original Crisis on Multiple Herbs reboot. It's hard to keep up with DC. I agree. Uh, And I realize that they've tried to compress that down and make it into a cohesive thing. But every time they try to, it seems like they just, you know, it, it, it becomes even more convoluted and harder to figure out what's going on. And if you step away from something, you know, like I did for, okay, I did years. I took a year's break from comic books and then try and then you try to come back and you're like what is going on I always try to keep up at least on the news side with what's happening because I want to know what's going on with these characters but um I don't know it's it's just hard to DC makes it very hard which we're going to talk about some more of that here in a minute but it makes it very they make it very hard for me to read their comics yeah I understand there's my DC rant I don't know if that's really a (laughs) rant but anyway uh let's move on. Cause we do have a lot to talk about. <laughs> We've uh, already been talking about a lot too. We yes. to him. Yes. Your script. Yeah, See, that's, that's the thing with the, with these episodes, it just goes, that's what I've always said. I like to go free form and have, I, I give you an outline and we may or may not make it through this whole outline and we may or may not talk about everything on it, but I like to let the conversation kind of lead us where it goes, which is fun to me. Yeah. You can, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's how we've been rolling. I think it works for the most part. Sometimes I wonder, but, you know, that's, it is what it is. Well, the so, good news
2: is is that the first three things on the list are all the same topic. So you can just no. combine them.
0: The first one is completely different because it's the one I added today. Oh, that's because right. Because it that's blew right. my mind when I saw this. So let's roll into this news. I'm going to get me a soundboard or something so I can have some neat little noises. I've threatened to do that to Clay a lot, and I still haven't. So one of these days I will. But anyway... First up this week, uh, it broke today. Wait, uh, do you Zach's- want
1: do you want some sound to, like, segue you into the news? Because I could give you no, that. We'll do, like, doop, doop, do
0: No, no, I'm going to get, like, air horns. I'm oh, going to go, okay. like, all out. Well, if you, know you want to cut saying?
1: that little section out at some point and just reuse no, it all the time, it. It. you no, can no, do that.
0: that. <laughs> I might do that. That's a good point. But first up on the news front this week, today, I saw it popped across my – Twitter feed, it just uh, an alert popped up on the phone and said something Zack Snyder and Justice League cut. And I was like, Never thought. Here we go again because this has been talked about for months, well over a year now. I mean, uh, like we were this, talking about it. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think we have been talking about it for months. It's crazy because it keeps coming up in our podcast mm-hmm. too because I kept saying it would never happen. Like as much as he wants it to happen,
0: I just never thought it would happen. So today, uh, it broke and this is from Hollywood Reporter the one I pulled uh, it, it, the The headline is it will be an entirely new thing Zack Snyder's 20 million plus Justice League cut plans revealed so apparently this is happening first of all which is amazing uh, it's going to be HBO Max which I've been hearing a lot of talk that uh, this could happen on HBO yeah, Max two, HBO. two days ago they, they
1: kind of released that, that, it, that yeah. possibly HBO Max if it happens
0: so it's gonna cost twenty to thirty million to finish his cut. He's bringing back his whole crew to finish the cut. Uh, there's talk that they're even gonna bring back in some of the actors to do some more dialogue. Uh, and it could possibly be a four hour director's cut or or cut into six TV style chapters. Mm-hmm. So. Can, can I just We're, tell
1: you the thing that like stands out to me about this whole article? Like, The stuff that they've talked about in it has been things that he's said before. There's been yes. like this rumbling, like you said, for a while now. But I found it entirely in, intriguing that he says it's going to be like nothing you've seen. It's going to be entirely new. But then if you keep reading the article, he says that he hasn't even seen the theatrical release the, yes, he the just Joss knows Sweden what people have, have told him yeah, about Joss's version of like fixing it up so how does he know it's going to be entirely new <laughs> he hasn't even seen it <laughs> for all he knows it's going to be very similar <laughs> I mean listen. listen I don't know how you could have gone without it, at least looking at it to see how badly they screwed up your vision or whatever but whatever
0: now I hated what happened to him that caused him to have to go back I did know, too. pull back from it and everything uh, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Obviously, um, I don't. I, I I don't defend the Joss Whedon movie either. I don't think it's good at all. Well, no, I don't think it's good at all. I don't I really think it's don't. good
1: because I don't think it was. It's multiple people's vision. That's the problem. Yes. It's always the problem with movies like this where the original person doesn't finish it out, or there's studio
0: interference. So the one one exception I can think of to that to this same thing happening with Solo when Ron Howard stepped in to finish it. That ended up being a great movie. But I, that's neither here nor there.
2: What, Opie's a okay, here's...
0: Yeah. Here, here's my question. The, the My main question is this. Will, will you watch this? If, if you have HBO Max, will you actively seek out and watch this? I
1: will probably get HBO Max just to watch this.
0: See, that's the, it, that's the crazy thing. Uh... Josh, will you watch this? You know,
2: I I originally said no, but it's just because I just really didn't enjoy uh, the movie. But if it's going to be drastically different, then uh, sure, sure, I'll give it a go. If when I have a spare four and a half hours or
0: whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I haven't even watched The Irishman yet, so who knows when I'll be able to watch (laughs) this thing. But uh, okay, I've said it before. I think Zack Snyder can be a great filmmaker. Um, when I think back to his Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah. that was great I think of 300, that was great I think of um, This Is Me I think Sucker Punch, it may not be a great movie, but I enjoyed that movie, I think he started losing me with The Watchmen and then when he took over the DC stuff is when he completely lost me, altogether. I don't think his movies are good on the DC side Uh I'm interested to see this uh, new zombie movie. I, even though I'm burned out on zombies, I'm interested to see this zombie movie he's going to do with Dave Batista. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I don't think his DC movies are good. I think that uh, Batman vs. Superman is a terrible movie. I don't think there's anything... I don't think there's a redeeming quality to that movie. He talked, uh, when he did his Man of Steel thing, how the man... He did a... a uh, watch along on twitch for man of steel. i think it was twitch for man of steel and he talked about how man of steel was the ultimate symbol of hope his man of steel has no hope at all 100 percent, jonathan you you'll agree with me on that Yep. uh I, the only redeeming thing for me in these movies was wonder woman 100 uh, percent agree for me yep. um aquaman was close I, second to me come close but i think james wan Took what he kind of touched on with his with his Aquaman, but now okay, I'll give him a little bit of credit here. Is his is that Aquaman his vision or was that Aquaman Joss Whedon's? That's what we're going to have to. That's what we'll see. Yeah, it's interesting with, with this. You know what I mean? But I think James Wan took what they wanted Aquaman to be and run with it and made it something. I don't think that if Zack Snyder had really touched Aquaman, I don't know. It's just, well, I don't know if that Aquaman would be the same as what we saw in the James Wan movie. The box officers were talking today
1: about how um, those movies, like you said, they're so they seem so much less hopeful. Like Wonder Woman has a lot more hope than any of the Man of Steel stuff, and mm-hmm. f- for me, even nostalgically, Man of Steel should be the most hopeful, um, but. I said that I feel like Zack Snyder has started to turn a little bit into Tim Burton where his original vision for like Batman was really cool and then he kind of went this weirder darker vision Mm -hmm. and then when he got off of that everything started to take these weird dark visions and not that some of those visions weren't great but they were just so much different than what you were expecting certain things to be that's how I feel like with Zack Snyder like he starts on these really great things and then they just kept getting darker and darker for me, and I'm I don't know that for some stuff that works, but for superheroes, that's not what I feel like it should be. Even Batman movies, to me, shouldn't have all darkness. There should be some hope and uplift. I mean, that's the whole point of
0: superheroes, in my opinion. But he lost me on Batman. I don't think Affleck was bad as Batman. I really don't. I don't. I, I, I thought it was great as Bruce Wayne. Yes, my he lost me with Batman and Batman versus Superman when he busted in that warehouse and started shooting people with a gun. Yeah. That was the part that lost me. Yeah. well, well it,
1: he he had an interview one time where he said that Batman mm-hmm. could use guns or it wouldn't really bother him or something. I can't remember now. I'd have to go back yeah, and look I, at I, it.
0: But I know the interview you're talking about. I can't remember exactly.
1: See, that was what a lot of fanboys uh, with of and I, including myself say about him is he doesn't understand. The characters, but I don't know that DC understands their characters anymore either. Anyway, I feel like even the comics, some of the comics have gotten real dark, and I get that they're trying to be in this real world stuff, but I I don't know. I don't know how Marvel does it. They they get into some real world stuff and they still have hope and show happy endings.
0: So I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's 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 night and day between. Marvel and DC movies and I just I've always wondered I mean first of all how can you give free reign to one person you know what I'm saying to basically shepherd that whole universe and then continue after Batman versus Superman to let him continue to make that movie I was so disappointed I knew it was going to happen but I was so disappointed that I was going to have to watch Justice League from zack snyder and now though i'm uh uh my curiosity's got the better of me i will watch this as well um just to see it'll be interesting to see because i know that the black uh costume superman from uh death super or death and return of superman was in there and all that stuff so we'll see i i final question uh, would you prefer just a four hour movie or would you find it easier to watch a uh, six what was it six episodes six TV style chapters which would you prefer for this or does it matter or are you just in it for the uh, morbid curiosity
2: I have two small kids so uh, I don't watch a lot of four hour movies so I'm going to go with the six episodes <laughs> it's true wow. it's true
1: I uh I will probably do like I did with both Star Trek Discovery seasons and the Picard season and get the one week, um, you know, free just trial and binge Binge it. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, in like yeah. two nights. So it doesn't yeah. really matter to me. I don't really care. Army of the it's, Dead, by the way, was the movie you were trying – or the, the, the Batista the movie. One. Yeah.
0: yeah, the day Batista won. Yeah. Sorry, I just so, wanted to throw that in there. It's all good. I, I knew it was something like that. I just didn't want to get it wrong because normally I do get it wrong. I figured tonight I'm just going to kind of – mention it and maybe get away from it and not completely mess it up so uh moving on from that uh let's move into the massive uh mandalorian news drop that's happened over the last couple weeks um
1: may i just say before you even say anything mm -hmm. i don't know if y'all do spoiler territory here this was one piece of news that i was so angry that i saw
0: well, uh, this is full on. We we just unless it, I feel like that it's something that people. I don't want to ruin for sure. people. But this has been all over the news yeah, anyway. I know and it's hard, follows, it hard to It's hard to miss you it. Follow, yeah, if you follow Star Wars, there's no way of getting around it. I'm gonna give you these three headlines, and then I'm gonna let you guys tell me uh, your thoughts. Uh, so first up, uh, these are all from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, The Mandalorian. Tamora Morrison, I probably butchered his name, returns to Star Wars Universe to play Boba Fett. And then we had uh, The Mandalorian Season 2, Justified Star. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. The Mandalorian Season 2, Justified Star, Timothy Oliphant may play Cobb Vanth. And then the final one was uh, The Mandalorian, Katie Sackhoff to play Bo-Katan Krizz. In season two, not I'm sure, not sure, if got that right. Um, and then, of course, on top of that, you have uh, a Rosario Daw- Dawson coming in to play As- uh, Ahsoka. So, what do you guys think? How excited are you for finally getting uh, "quote unquote" Boba Fett back?
2: Yeah, so that's the same guy that played Django Fett, right? And, and all, the the clones.
0: Clones. <laughs> all the clones, all the clones, right? Yeah. Um, and. Didn't he do all the voices in the Clone Wars for yeah, the? Did clones? he? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. But anyway, you talking
1: about in the cartoon? The
0: yes, yeah.
1: I, I I I mean, the guy who does it sounds like him, but I just assumed they had hired some random person. But maybe.
0: Hmm. So, what do you think? I, I I can't remember the episode number now, but I when um, what's her name? The episode where the Gosh, Michelle Yao's character gets killed, and then it shows his boots. Right, and you automatically assume that it's Boba Fett. So that was your first little precursor to this. And wh- what excited- are you talking about? In what? In the in the Mandalorian. Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got you. Go um, so, are you excited for first of all, just uh, getting Boba Fett back in the Mandalorian? <laughs> I, I, I'll be real
1: honest with you, I. It depends on how he's back, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. If if what I read from these two articles, and I don't know how much you want to jump around with it, but the the article with old uh, Timothy Oliphant, who I mm-hmm. love by the way as an actor, he's a, he's one of my favorite sort of uh, less well known actors. But um, it's talking in that one, it's talking about him being a guy who maybe found old. Uh, Boba mm-hmm. Fett's armor and donned it as as the new. There was an old Legends story about something like that and if that is where they're going with it then I won't mind Boba Fett showing back up but part of me that loves The Mandalorian I think I love it because it's just about people that we have no idea who they are. It's it's right. just random things and, I, and it's why I think I don't mind Ahsoka being back and and being part of it as a live action because she has become sort of her own thing apart from the original Clone Wars kind of stories. So I'm okay with her. But Boba Fett, I'm kind of like, you know, he's had his glory days and I know he didn't get much screen time or anything, but people freaking loved him back in the day. So I don't know. It it really just depends on how they're going to use him for me.
2: No, and I'll second that. I mean, I'm a... I'm a big Boba Fett fan. I've always thought he was really cool even when I was a little kid, but I did see in that article that it's expected to be a small role. So that's to me sounds better than him being a, a a main figure. I just think, you know, just don't mess with him. Right. I mean, that's kind of my take on it.
1: Yeah. If he shows up to like take his armor back and stomp somebody and be like, is back. I'm going to be like what mm. come on but if he's we- silent and takes his armor back and then just gives a nod to the Mandalorian when he gets on Slave 4 or whatever he's he's on at this point you know that'll be cool but I, I don't mm-hmm. want Boba Fett to start talking and having big long conversations with people he was much cooler as the silent antagonist that you were like holy crap this guy is well, bad news all
0: you, all you need to do is go back and look at um, Empire you know, Vader just says no disintegration. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you need. That's all you need for for him. Uh, I I'm excited. Uh, I've always been a fan of the character in general. Um, of course, I, I still remember reading the Tales from Jabba's Palace. Ah, I love out it. How he survived all that and stuff, mm-hmm. which is of course retcon now and it doesn't matter. But that being said, I, I have faith in John Favreau. I've never it's been a long time and this is the truth uh, I, I, I don't think I've been this ex, uh, been this excited for Star Wars since The Force Awakens mm. uh, that, that's the, that's uh, I got those feels again you know as we all did for Force Awakens when mm-hmm. it come out uh, I had it for the other ones too don't get me wrong but like that was when you're at one of those peaks in your fandom. Type sure. of thing. This makes me feel like I did for that. The Mandalorian did by the time that whole story was told. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for the second season. I mean, they've already said that uh, Robert Rodriguez is going to direct an episode and Peyton Reed, the director of the Ant-Man films is going to direct an episode. Uh, I, Favreau knows his stuff. I mean, I goodness, agree. D- Disney should just give Favreau whatever he wants. It, because- it, we
1: talked about how Snyder didn't really know the characters and now oh Favreau seems to know them completely.
0: I, I mean, look, you got Marvel. He, he took Iron Man, a character oh, yeah. that nobody. I, I read Iron Man as a kid. I liked Iron Man, but would you have ever really saw him in a standalone movie? movie? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To carry his own, he casted Robert Downey Jr., which was freaking brilliant. Yeah. And then, you know, from there, he's took, uh, what, The Jungle Book, a Disney movie. He took Lion King, did a billion dollars with Lion King. Well, whether, you like it, whether Yeah, whether you like it or not, the dude, you know, I'm just talking in within well, yeah. the Disney universe. Yeah, yeah. But And then he comes into Star Wars, makes you feel like you did when you watched the original trilogy, at least that he did for me sitting there watching it made me have the same feels I did for the original trilogy my goodness get the man whatever, whatever property he wants, he wants. <laughs> I mean, seriously dude I, uh, there's very few people filmmaking or TV that I trust going in watching and I could not know anything about you know what I'm saying I think the difference is, is that he wants to
1: make the characters that he always wanted But Mm -hmm. keeping them in their natural element, where other people like nowadays, it seems like when they take these elements like DC, for instance, they're always trying to put some new twist on it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that may be because there's been like so many Superman movies. You don't want to retell the whole thing. But, you know, he seems to really want the characters to be who the characters are with his own little added additions. So.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna close it on this this the the Star Wars stuff. Um, I, I do think I'm excited to see Ahsoka in this in the Mandalorian, but I would think that she would be more appropriate in the Obi Wan series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah but it's have you watched the Clone Wars
1: cartoon? The final I
0: have I have not, well, so I don't know. I heard that 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 is pretty amazing. Is what I heard. I, dude. I, I, I was watching I was catching up on the Clone Wars when Disney Plus first started. Yeah. But then this whole Star Trek thing has took over my life. I, understand. I mean, like it's, it's just Let me tell you
1: something. This fine. is I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're in, fine. The last four episode three episodes of the Clone Wars season 7, the music in that in those I mean, it's it, it, I can't even explain it. It it, ta- it took my breath away. It is so imposing and overbearing mm-hmm. that this feeling of dread through the entire episode is just hanging there with you. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you watch that, I think you'll understand why maybe they are so not putting her to. to can I, one.
0: can I go, here's the question. Can I go watch those four episodes and know what's happening? You know what I'm saying? If I went tonight, for instance, and watch those four episodes, would I be able to sit down and watch them and still, Understand the what's going on. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if okay. you
0: have a kind of basic understanding that she is, yeah. I know I know. I mean, I know the character and so on and so forth. See, I thanks to the Mandalorian is when I started really getting back into watching Clone Wars because of the dark Saber stuff and all that. Mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm, yeah. I wanted to get to that and so on and so forth. So, uh, one day I will finish it. So, <laughs> so go ahead. Just
2: you know to. Kind of wrap up Mandalorian talk here. Of those three articles, the the one that's the that I'm most looking forward to actually is is the Katie Sockoff stuff because that is um, wraps around the dark saber storyline uh, mm-hmm. from Rebels. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how the dark saber uh, ended up in the hands it 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 was in the Mandalorian. So and yeah. and, and that's the that's the character that'll that'll tie that in. So. She exciting. played the
0: character. She played the character in the Clone Wars, so that's a nice little uh, tie-in for yeah, it. Yeah, it'll make it feel it right. It'll make it feel very connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm going to close out your closeout just real quick, Josh, <laughs> um, uh, I, by saying this: uh, the Timothy o- Oliphant stuff. Um, uh, Cobb Vanth was a character in Star Wars: Aftermath, which was the first. Uh, mm, yeah novel that come out after. it's the only one
1: i've read actually
0: i well that's what i was about to say uh, i tried to read it and i couldn't yeah. i have not been able to and i think we've talked about this before yeah i, I think we so. i've not been able to read a star wars novel ever since they did away with the expanded universe mm-hmm. i've tried i have tried to read them i have the Thrawn one from Timothy on which i know would be good i just haven't sat down to read it but i just uh I can't, I, I could not get into aftermath at all. I tried my best to read it at the time and just never could. So, uh, did you finish that trilogy? Just out of curiosity. I did not. didn't, I didn't like right. it. I just didn't yep. do anything. It, it cool. Didn't grab me at all. Yep. So speaking of trilogies, one of my all time favorites, the Mad Max trilogy. Well, actually it's not trilogy <laughs> anymore because there's four of them, Yeah. but, uh, we call it a saga so, now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> This was this was last week. Um, George Miller's been talking about doing two movies for a long time, uh, two Mad Max movies. One of them being a Furiosa one, and one of them being another a proper Mad Max sequel. And apparently, the Furiosa one is going to be the first one. It's going to be a prequel. Uh, I love Fury Road. I thought it was uh, incredible. It, it I, I've been a huge. I'm a huge fan of the Mad Max story in general. But um, for him to come back after all those years And do what he did with Fury Road And I thought that Furiosa was a great character um, It's sad that uh, Charlie Theorn won't be Returning to the Furiosa role They're going to go younger And I don't blame him uh, He's talking about the CGI de-aging thing um, I thought it looked real good in, the, in some of the Marvel stuff they did But then I also saw some stuff I've not, Again I've not seen the Irishman But some of the de-aging stuff I saw in that Looked kind of weird so i understand where he's going um well and if the whole movie is about the person that you're de-aging
1: i mean that's gonna take a lot i feel like yeah Yeah. uh
0: here's my, my only comment on this is as excited as i am for a furiosa prequel it really saddens me that i have to wait that much longer to get a proper mad max sequel because i waited let's see um Beyond the Thunderdome come out in I want to say 85 or 86 if I remember right Uh, and it so and this come out in what 2015 I think was when Fury Road come out so you know I wait that long and now I have to wait that much longer to get a proper and I don't have a problem with how he told that story and how technically if you look at it Fury Road was a Furiosa story with Mad Max or with Max in it yeah you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was again. I think it's an incredible movie. I love it, but it really was more about Furiosa than it was about him already. So to have to wait that much longer to get a proper Mad Max kind of saddens
2: me well the good news is it won't be another 20
0: years like it (laughs)
2: that's all right well maybe unless COVID 19 continues
0: yeah (laughs) see because he's he's got another film he's doing before he does that anyway before he even starts on the mad max stuff but uh still exciting that he's coming back to that again i think i think
1: first of all making a great decision not to de-age the person because yeah they can do some great de-aging now i know obviously but uh for instance, old um, Captain Marvel,
0: Samuel L. Jackson. Uh,
1: there, there were plenty of times in that where I had a very uncanny valley problem with the CGI on him. I mean, it's amazing, but it's mm-hmm. it's just enough that it's distracting to me. Uh, that's my least favorite part of that movie. So I think, and and the girl that the article was talking about, that Ann Taylor Joy girl, um, mm-hmm. she was in The Witch and Split. Uh, I think I it was funny because I I don't really that name wouldn't have stuck out for me. But as soon as it, I, I read it and I was like, Oh yeah, from split that girl would be perfect. Cause she sort of looks like yeah, a young Charlie throne. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's much smarter to kind of just recast it. And you know, there's nothing wrong with getting people, to, new people to play parts. You don't have to de-age them. It's kind of crazy that that's even a thing that people throw out there nowadays. So,
0: mm-hmm. well, speaking of, uh, de-aging and, uh, just kind of, Going on forever, kind of stuff. Uh, they're doing another Scream movie, and David Arquette will be back <laughs> um, as Sheriff Dewey Riley. Um, I've heard lots of stu- I've heard lots of rumblings about this Scream movie. Um, okay, first of all, are you a fan of Scream, and would you be on board with a new Scream movie?
1: I'm n- I'm I'm not a big fan of scary movies. And yet mm. I love the screen movies. I never watched the TV show that apparently when they're like an MTV show or yeah. something of it, but I love yeah. the screen movies. There's something about them. It's, it's funny cause it's almost like, because it's a parody, even though it's not funny and it's very like sc- scary, I guess. But I don't know I just they're so good to me I think it's because they parody all the tropes and then kind of turn them on their head and it's like oh but this is a trope you know I don't know I love Mm -hmm. those movies so I'll go watch this day one
0: (laughs) I'll go watch it just see David Arquette as Dewey Riley again
2: yeah, uh, Joshua. I'll watch it. Why not? Here, by the way, here's a quote from. If you open that article up,
0: mm-hmm. I,
2: uh, from David Arquette, I am thrilled to be playing Dewey again and to reunite with my screen family. I think you can also read that is I'm thrilled to be cast in a movie again.
0: Movie. <laughs> well, you know, he does a lot of uh, he does a lot of pro wrestling now. Oh, that's so. on the nose. What <laughs> nice pro wrestling? Back. What is he got? seriously? Yeah. <laughs> he was a champion. I can't remember of uh, what the. Uh, what the federation was now, but I mean, he was a champion for a while. But um, my thing is, I'm with you guys. I watch, i I watch it. But um, I went back. When's the last time you saw the original? Screen? Oh, we watched
1: it this year. Actually, I think. I mean, this past <laughs> Halloween, I think.
0: It loses for me. It lost. Uh, it lost some of that appeal, and I really thought that by the end, um, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich's characters were really annoying by the end of especially Matthew Lillard but most movies that Matthew Lillard is in he is annoying anyway so that's just me
1: and and I appreciate that I do and and when I watch it now I, I feel like it's much more of a um like how I used to watch, like, Them and, and those old B movies from the 50s when I was a kid. It does feel Man, like are you about,
0: hold on, Them, you mean the Ant one? Isn't that the Ant? I think so. Yes, right? We're on the side. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, so but just, see, just that's that how
1: there. I see yeah. Scream now. It's like, yeah. back then, whoever watched it, it was kind of scary, but now, to me, looking back on it, it's just kind of hilarious and, and oh, you know, tropey and listen, But I... But the thing is, is when that movie came out, And maybe not the sequel so much, but when that movie came out, it was playing on all the big, Mm -hmm. scary slasher film movies and turning them on their head and making something that was exactly the same and yet somehow different. And what I I hope that they can do is do the same thing for more modern, you know, scary movies and make them make it scary and yet still. You know, hang a uh, hang a lamp on the you know the the tropes so everybody can see. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're also making fun of all of it. I don't know. I, I I I think they can make it something great, but who knows? Maybe that's just my nostalgia again kicking in. I, I'm not a big nostalgia kick lately, boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm you know, I listen when the first screen come out at the time. It was an amazing movie. I I, to, I I still remember to this day watching that first time and being like legit scared at the beginning with yeah. Drew Barrymore that, and that all that. Scene stuff, is you know? Still a little hard to watch actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I keep thinking, why is that just Popcorn not blowing up? But that's just amazing. Every time I see it, it kinda of gets over there. But alone um, Uh I don't know. It's pretty exciting. I mean I really right now, just to talk about any movie news is pretty exciting, so uh yeah and and, so, and does this
1: movie need to be made probably not but like do not, any movies really need to be made well, I mean like the, sequels like this listen,
0: so the Mad Max movie needs to be Well made. okay yeah, I give that to you. That's just me. Uh so I want to change this up a little bit and uh I want to talk about just real quick while we're on the movie side of things cuz I do have some TV stuff in here along with games and so on and so forth. Um Two little bits of Marvel news. Uh, we don't really have to go into them in depth. Uh, new Mutants got a new release date. Um, for let's see, pushed to where is it at? Let me find that. There's been so many release dates. I got to find the right one. April third. No, no.
2: <laughs> I think it's nope. cha- actually changed one. since you August twenty eighth.
0: August twenty eighth is the new one as of now. Uh, I want to say two things, and I just want you guys to chime in real quick. Uh, I'm still excited for this movie when they dropped that trailer recently um, I, it made me really it got me legit excited especially when I saw Magic in there. Isn't she played um, by the girl they're cool. talking
1: about for Charlie Theron? Yes, I it's say. the same girl. I, I yes. haven't watched this preview in a while but suddenly it popped in my head that it was her.
0: So, do you think okay, my question is, number one, are you excited for the movie and number two will it keep its release date? <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Three, three. uh, Are you excited? Will it keep its release date? Will it ever get released? Yeah, that's a better question. It it is
1: the uh, weirdest. This has been the weirdest movie uh, release cycle that I've ever had the pleasure of of following because mm -hmm. of reshoots and I don't even remember what all went wrong with it. But, I mean, this movie (laughs) seems like... Little Arya Stark in there. What, I can't think of what her name is. The girl. That, She's so young. I know. It's hard to even look at her and go, "What am I like in a time machine or something?" What is going on? So I think any sort of uh, excitement that they had built up for this at one point, which I don't know that there was all that much. I think that's probably gone. It'll they'll have to take a loss on it. I think. I, I, I'm I excited, think, but I don't think it's going to do much.
0: Josh, for you go? Just let me say one thing real quick. I think. That they really got people interested in that movie again with that trailer that dropped. I really do, uh, but I think that they're going to lose that interest interest with having to push this thing again. Go ahead, Josh. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. So,
2: you know, this that marks the fifth release date. Yeah. Uh, for that movie, um, so. I was originally excited for this movie, but I will not be excited for it again until it has been released. And then I'll be excited because I'll get to watch it. Um, and then the question, will it ever get released? It will. Um, I think it actually might end up going uh, sh- straight to home at some that, point.
1: That is what that, that spot I, on when I was thinking
0: this was a prime candidate for being released I, straight. I, to I home. don't understand why they don't just go ahead and do that. I really don't put it on Hulu plus. Or, I mean just hulu I'm sorry just put it on hulu and let it go you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying why not that should have been I mean, one of the
1: first things they as soon as all this started and theaters started closing down whoever i don't even know who's making that who made that movie 20th, 20th century, 20th century was yeah, uh, I would have old
0: wait. 20th century Fox old 20th century Fox yeah
1: I wonder do they still own it or does Disney Plus own it at this point Dis- Disney Disney owns so it that would have been it, the, one they, of the first they, things I had done as Disney I would have been like dude Hulu Prime right to
0: release this now because you know you know they're moving away from the Fox X-Men and so on and so forth so why not just go ahead and dump this on there I say that it sounds negative. I don't. I don't mean that as a negative, but just go ahead and put it on Hulu Plus and get it out there. How much money are you wasting sitting having to it. sit on it? And then you know, you start up an ad. You do an ad campaign, and then you have to well, shut it down. let and we'll start it back up again. Mm-hmm. How much? How much have you spent on ads and so on and so forth? And you know, just trying to get this thing into the theater, where yeah. you're probably right. It probably will not do much business it might you know the only thing they got going now is it might do business just for the simple fact that it's been such a crazy release cycle for it that people will go watch it just to see be. what this thing is you know what i'm saying sure. so th- there's that bit of normal news and then there's this bit that i pulled up about deadpool 3 and the creator of deadpool rob Liefeld, who says it will likely never ha- it's unlikely to happen at marvel Um okay, let me get this let me say this up front. I think Rob Liefeld is a joke. (laughs) Um, I used to I, I used to when I was a kid and he was when he first broke in with the New Mutants and the X Men comic book stuff, um I thought he was pretty cool, but then I found out about him and so on and so forth and he can't draw worth a flip and most of his stuff is just He's is idiotic most of his stuff. Is he the guy I don't that, think...
1: that would draw like Captain America with a chest that was with like a giant chest. This yes. Giant
0: chesticles. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember that guy. If, if you're wondering, just look up look up Rob Liefeld Heroes Reborn. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, like looks like Captain America has a double D <laughs> chest yeah. going. Uh but That's my um, favorite Captain America. <laughs> all I'm going to say on this is that I don't think that there's no way that Disney will sit on Deadpool and not make another one in my opinion, because there's way too much money in Deadpool. What was, for them not and to. see,
1: this is where I need my box officer guys. So you may be able to do this because I can never remember, but Disney owned, Other film studios that they use to release like rated R movies all the time.
0: Yeah, you had like
1: TriStar, you know, TriStar.
0: Well, and and so so so
1: Deadpool might not happen at Disney, Marvel, Disney, Disney, but but it might still happen. And that doesn't mean they can't, they they own the
0: characters. They can put whoever they want in their movies as showcased by Didn't they rebrand Fox, 20th Century Fox, like Fox Studios or something like that? I can't remember, but uh, yes, there's plenty of little sub-brands that they got that don't have to have the, you know. And it's not like Walt Disney has never released an R-rated movie. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I think, I mean,
1: from the stuff I see from Ryan Reynolds all the time on his Twitter and uh, other media, he's all about bringing Deadpool into the Marvel movies. And it'd have to be some very choice kind of, places to put him I, I don't see how he would just be in like the mainstream stuff more them coming into his movies but uh-huh. I don't think that I mean those movies were such surprise hit well the first one was such a surprise hit I guess they kind of assumed the second one would be too but I, I don't see Disney just saying no nope, not going to do anymore with this guy I, I think Liefeld's intention with this is to say that it's kind of got its own legs under it and they don't need to do anything with it just uh-huh. let it run but I can't imagine they wouldn't do something with it
0: Oh, they'll no, make I, another
2: I, I, They'll
0: yeah. be a thing. Yeah. And listen, I was not a... I've never been a big fan of Deadpool. Um, I I didn't actively watch the first Deadpool until it came out on uh, Blu-ray. And I wasn't that big of a fan of it the first couple times I've watched it. Since then, I've watched it uh, one or two times. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the second Deadpool. Um, so I'm excited with what Reynolds has done. If you can take a character like Deadpool that I am not interested in it at all and get me excited yeah. about that character in the theater, then you're doing something right because I still do not act. I won't, will not actively seek out a Deadpool comic book to buy and read. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I will actively watch uh, go and watch that movie when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, we're going to bypass a couple of these articles. Um, I just, I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right. Basically. Uh, uh, but I do want to talk uh, we had mentioned some of the uh, and I've talked about it on here before the the video on demand and theatrical window release dates and stuff um, the latest one just got announced is Tom Hanks World War II drama Greyhound moves from Sony to Apple TV um, I think that this is probably the biggest movie out of this whole crop that we've seen go straight to video on demand to make that move um, I was surprised when I saw this headline Me too. I was I was surprised when it went to Apple TV. Well, I mean, that's a huge yeah.
2: win for Apple TV. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Um, um, so, what do you, are you, uh, okay, so we touched on it earlier and I've asked Clay this before and I want to get your opinion on this and people have asked us, do you think that this is going to hurt the brick and mortar theater business? What's happening right now?
1: Um, it it it's either going to hurt it or they're going to have to evolve. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but can we roll in the AMC uh, theater information?
0: Yeah, I, I, yes. I was just going. That's why I was get. get I was running into that too. Yeah. Well, just let's just talk about it. All Go one. ahead
1: and talk about it, and then we can wrap it together. Because I think that. Go ahead, because I closed it. Oh well, up, Jonathan, I, there's so. just talks about Amazon acquiring AMC. Mm-hmm and um, AMC you know I'm sure you guys know but maybe your listeners don't know they purchased Carmike and we've speculated a bunch of times that they bit off more than they could chew and they you know they've closed some theaters even before all this happened but then now they're like uh, you know on the verge of bankruptcy and borrowing boo of money to, to stay open and this kind of move by major studio films we've talked about on the box officers that th- there's been talk about this for several years now at mm-hmm. CinemaCon in Las Vegas. Um, because studios and the chains don't get along because of the big bite from, from the chains or the big problems with studios you know, and the chains have to pay money. So there's been a, you know, sort of a rift between them for a while, as weird as that sounds, because you feel like they're so connected. But, um, I think that more movie studios are taking this opportunity to say, look, we can survive by doing this. However, I don't think that it, it can sustain itself like this. These huge movies that they make, you know, $300 million movies and plus, I just don't think that they can, sustain that by partnering with Apple Plus. I think the idea of Amazon coming in and saying, hey, we're going to take over this movie theater chain and we'll make deals with the studios where we'll put it on our our, um, you know, our whatever, not station, but our platform. But after we've shown it at the theater, I think that's probably closer to what we'll see happen. Um, But I don't think it'll destroy the brick and mortar, but I think the process of Theater to home will be streamlined a lot quicker than we thought it would be. I mean, clearly they're making money doing it. I don't think they'll make mm-hmm. enough money to make the next big Marvel extravaganza, but people are making money by putting it in these different platforms. So it's going to change mm-hmm. things. I just don't know if it's going to destroy things. That was the big worry. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah,
2: so I think that, well, obviously short-term it's hurt them. They haven't been open. Um, Right. Yeah, well, you know, longer term, you know, I'm going to agree with with some of what Jonathan says too. Uh, You can't make these giant blockbusters just year after year and multiple ones a year, and then they all go to a streaming service where they are, you know, getting funded by... A small portion of a whole lot of people paying 9.99 or 12, you know, 12.99 a year. So one of two things will have to happen: is the price of those streaming services will have to go way up to be able to fund these mega pictures, or you'll start to see a lot more of the the video on demand where you know you can get you know trolls day one for you know 20 bucks or whatever. Um, I, I don't think that the streaming services can support all of the Hollywood blockbusters straight from the get go without the movie theater money. Um, so we'll see. Uh, and it's like, you know, you guys have talked about it and, and Jason, you you mirror my thoughts on it is some stuff just needs to be watched in a the movie theater. I, I mean, I just can't, you know, you can't watch, uh, you know, the matrix. The first time I saw the matrix would have not been impressive at all if I was watching it on my, on my TV at my house. Right. Or, you know, you, you know take any number of movies. There's just something about going to a movie theater and, um, so, you know, I don't think they're going to go away, but, you know, I do think they're going to have to adapt. Um, and I do think that you'll start seeing stuff in the home, you know, a lot sooner after a theatrical release. So we'll see. I, I hope movie theaters don't go away. They're one of my favorite things, uh, in the whole world. So we'll see.
1: I think this movie, by the yeah. way, would have been one that really benefited from being seen in the movie theater. Those big expansive yeah. shots big of the, world of II the II ocean movies, with though. those massive yeah. boats. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was excited when I saw Me too. the trailer for this. Um, I, I, I'm just going to say real quick, as I've said on here before, um, I, if you don't think that we're headed towards a digital future, a day and date future, then you're 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 just holding on to something that's not going to happen. It's coming. Uh, we've seen it on the video game side already. Mm-hmm. I can remember uh, it's not even been two years where people – Game companies, so on and so forth, were, were adamant that there would never be digital-only releases; yeah. that there would always be a brick-and-mortar release. And now we're pretty much at the point where it's digital all the time. Mm. Uh, as I've said before, I can't. I, I think the last time it's been, it's probably been two years since I bought a actual physical game. Um, I, I I do not personally have a problem with the video on demand video on demand way they do it. My my biggest problem. And it's not really that big. I think it's just me being nitpicky. I've always had a problem with the pricing structure on digital that includes games and stuff. I don't understand why I'm having to pay that premium price of, say, $60 for a game to get a digital copy. And, you know, back in the day the reason that games went up in price was quote unquote because you were having to pay and for the, the, the new digital type. cost the, phys- the, the physical cost of making this game because right, going from a cartridge
1: to a smaller right. cartridge to a disc to a blu-ray that was a logical step up it's not very logical that it costs the same amount exactly. for digital as blu-ray exactly the secret and, uh, you is you know, greed I,
2: yeah, it, on, a, on something it, it you is. can't trade in, right? Yes. Which is you can't do exactly. with a physical copy. Yeah, it should be um, 20% cheaper at least.
0: I mean, in my head when I think, okay, I'm going to, like for instance, Trolls or Scoob, $20, I get the movie for 48, hour, or 48 hours and that starts as soon as I hit play. I can watch it as many times as I want within that 48 hours. Right. That sounds like a lot in your head, but when you, when you think about how much you're paying – to watch that movie at a theater, you're coming out pretty cheap. Well, oh, yeah. you know, if you're taking the whole family and, and you're eating and so on and so the forth. The key
1: with that is you're not paying for popcorn other than what you got in yeah. the store. And even if you're not watching it with your family, you invite a couple of guys over to, to watch this mm-hmm. new, you know, war film, and they pay you five bucks a piece. You, you're, you got away cheaper you're than, the, than yeah. the
0: theater. Uh, you know, and I'll close on this. I, I, as I've said, my preference on these big Marvel type movies so on and so forth I would prefer as we've done to get my friends together and it's one of the few times we all get together and go watch this movie as a group because there's just there's nothing better in my opinion than being at the theater with your friends Mm -hmm. with two to three hundred like-minded geeks (laughs) in the same place all cheering and getting all the little stuff, you know, all the little things that they throw. So you in. just think about when everybody the gets that Cat
1: picked up that hammer and with yes. the noise that yeah. came out of the
0: theater. You know, see I got chill bumps when you say that <laughs> just then. Literally got chill bumps. But at the same time, I also don't have a problem. I realize now that it is a lot easier for me to set my daughter down and let her watch trolls at home and be able to enjoy it and not have kids running and screaming. I gotta go to the bathroom. The and the same at the same time, though, I wouldn't trade in the experience I had of taking her to watch Frozen while at Disney World, Frozen 2 while at Disney World with her dressed up and everything. So, you know, I'm of of mind that I don't have a problem with it. I I think it's going to work itself out in the long run. Um, There'll be some bickering back and forth, but, I mean, it's going to happen. We're going to get to that point where I, I honestly think at some point it will be day and date video-on-demand theater. You're just going to have to... The
1: thing that makes me mad, though, that uh, this just happened... What's happened with some video games are the games that were like here are you paid $60 for this digital game. Oh, by the way, we're shutting all the servers down now 3 years later yes. and it, you know, you really don't have that game. There are plenty of digital platforms right now that you have movies on and if you read the fine print, you don't own that movie. You own the the lease. You don't own, least you to, own a, to yeah. watch that movie at your that's leisure. That's basically
0: what we're doing. I have uh, roughly 200 leased yeah. movies. Although most of those I have the physical copy of, so Same. you know. But I, see
1: that's yeah. my that's my big worry with the all digital all the time. It's like what if the place where yeah. you got it it goes under and you can't watch anymore. That's
0: well, I won't go into how much it's made my life easier as <laughs> to being able to put stuff away instead of having shelves and shelves sure. of like DVDs and stuff. I understand. So, um, uh, Good. Uh, Thank you for the, your thoughts on that. I always like to get people's thoughts. That's one of my favorite talking points actually is the, the change that we're seeing happening. And for us that have worked at the theater or, you know, we know what it was like then. We know what they're thinking. What the thinking is with some of this stuff, and to get you, your thoughts on it uh, is always nice. Uh, but that being said, we're going to do. We're going to cut some of these out and move on to a couple of other, uh, just a few more, moving into the game side of things. Um, this has been. I'm glad you guys were here because uh, I really wanted to talk movies, and nothing better than two of my best friends who I talk movies with all the time to do that so thank you guys Uh, but we also play a lot of board games so I do have a bit of sad news for the first time in 52 years Gen Con has been cancelled this year no this just goes on with the Comic Con and so on and so forth Um, life in general yeah yeah, I don't really we don't have to go into it Uh, I, I will say that Gen Con is one of the conventions that I've always wanted to go to that and Comic Con are like the two final bucket list things. Me
1: too. Me Let's to go do. to Gen Con next time it's open. I'll go with you in a heartbeat.
0: I, I think we should all. That's, again, that's one of those things where I think we'd have a blast. Yeah, yeah at, sign me you?
1: up. I mean, you know. And I actually it, have a connection get, to somebody in Indianapolis, so maybe you can get us a free place to stay.
0: Well, you know, I mean, we will get together what once, well, who knows now, but when we get together and, well, we did in November when we did the 24 hours of game. Yeah and you know that, that's some of the best times with my friends is us sitting there playing these board games and so it's just kind of sad when you get when with everything that's happening in the world that one more thing has been taken <laughs> coronus
1: why coronus sounds like a transformer <laughs> Decepticon it
0: is it, it is it is <laughs> uh, moving on from that one uh, moving into video games have you seen this Predator Hunting Grounds game?
1: I saw it, but I didn't even realize it was out, to be honest. When you I, I didn't put this, enter. I was like, oh, yes. this has already come
0: out. Yeah. So it's a, what is It's a uh, four, is it four versus one? Think, is it three or four? I can't remember. It's three or four versus one uh, type of deal. It's asymmetrical uh, kind of, FPS is what yeah. they call it. Uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. And what's that other one? Dead by Dawn. Yeah, and then there was... Yeah. Uh,
1: a short-lived uh, monster one, the too, Turtle yeah, Rock, awesome. the
0: Turtle Rock Studios one, the same guys that did yeah, yeah. Left for Dead. I know which one. I can't remember. I can't remember either. It was, was cool. It evolve? Yeah, evolve. Yeah, that game was cool. At Evolved. First. Yeah, yeah. So all I am going to say is I want to try this mainly bec- for one reason, and that's because Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dutch is in it. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. If you could give me, well. Actually, if you could give me uh, Jesse the Body Ventura's character, whose name has just <laughs> slipped my mind all of a sudden. And if you could have Billy yeah. just standing on, at the edge of really? the mountain cutting his chest, you know, that'd be awesome. So, uh, I, actually, uh, listeners, if anybody has played this and would like to let us know how it is, that would be great. Is this a PS4 no,
1: exclusive?
0: I, I apparently I haven't seen it on anything about it on the Xbox. I didn't see anything in the article about it.
1: Yeah. I didn't even read beyond the first part of the Dutch um, information, but
0: so, but I mean, could be fun. I think it'd be something that we would have a good time trying out Yeah, as a group. I mean, that's a, like one of my favorite universes
1: and they've flubbed up plenty of the movies since the first yeah, one, but it's just, I love the I, idea.
0: I, i'm a defender of two. Oh, i like two I don't as think well it's a gra- I, I don't think it's a great movie it's different but I, I like but um the first two i like predators was okay Predators was okay um the predator was the worst slap in the face <laughs> i can think of in a long time because that preview looked amazing i was so
1: excited for that movie
0: and then the movie was just a pile i was so of, let down of crap I mean, like, and it was Shane Black was doing yeah. it, and I am a defender of Iron Man three, yeah. and I like all I like all of Shane Black's movies, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and I can't remember um, what's the one with Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, the oh, nice the guys. Nice Guys, yeah. Um, I, I, his movies were great, but this thing was that thing was. Scary.
1: I think we talked about that on the box Officers, That there was a lot of studio sure. interference and stuff.
0: So yeah, you can yeah. It's, uh, anyway. <laughs> Moving on to good game news, uh, the long rumored Diablo 2 remaster is apparently coming later this year. Sign me uh, up! Um, I, I know Josh is super <laughs> excited. Uh, I knew that he would love this news. Uh, as we wait on Diablo Four to come out someday, sometime, hopefully. Jonathan, uh, are you excited? You know what? We were
1: uh, my friend and I were just talking about. I guess my brother-in-law is also my friend. We were just talking about this the other day and i'm tr- i'm holding off my excitement because warcraft 3 reforged
0: okay uh, that's what i was with right it, it made
1: okay. me so angry how just they f- just flubbed that so bad how
0: did they flub that so I, bad again
1: uh, just like in the movies i think there was uh, uh, studio interference i think activision has just just screwed the quality of blizzard games so much since they took over and with the things like the diablo 4 uh, video or uh, mobile phone app that they kind of rolled out two years ago. Information about and their like lack of understanding why people were disappointed is that being a big flagship thing they talked about. That kind of stuff. I don't know. It just made me not have as much faith in Blizzard. I love Diablo too. I mean, we spent hours playing that when I was in high school, college. But I just I, I'm trying to hold my excitement back so I
0: don't get mm-hmm. disappointed again. Uh, all I'm going to say is that i um, cautiously optimistic and that Blizzard is not the Blizzard of old, yeah. you know, so we shall see. Uh, I'm even cautiously optimistic about Diablo 4, and that's after that reveal trailer that looked pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. I would like to point
1: out, though, that this this is just still just a rumor. Like, it, yes, it's not right. a done deal. It's never been confirmed. Although people are, like, talking about it like it is done. So it probably, I mean, like it's being done. So there's probably some truth to the rumor. But I also think it's weird that they're talking about this while they're still working on Diablo 4. Like, it seems like a weird thing yeah. for their team to be working on. But I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe it's real. The,
0: quest- the question that makes me think is uh, how, how far along is Diablo 4 really? It's not you very, know I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. so
2: apparently, though, the the, uh, uh, the Vicarious Visions is who's leading this effort. That's just kind of basically Blizzard said, yeah, you can do it is, is one of the articles that I read. So it, mm-hmm. it, I don't really think it's Blizzard working on it, which is one of the reasons one of the problems that uh, it, it might I mean, it might be good. Yeah, uh, uh, just because you know the the World of Warcraft thing was the Blizzard remake and if you know it, it sounds like the people remaking this are just huge huge fans of the game that just want to spruce it up for, you know. Hmm. And if that's the case then, you know, sign me up for sure. Cool.
0: Okay. Good stuff. Now let's move on to our Call of Duty Warzone minutes. <laughs> Um. So we have all, Jonathan or Josh and I have been playing Warzone for quite a while now. And Jonathan, we got you. I think it's been about two weeks us. or so, two or three. Yes. And um, I think we are all thoroughly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, it's been I'm a while a since I played a first-person shooter that I actually really enjoyed. Was, I I've said before, and I think I don't know. I can't speak for Josh. I. Um, I've never been a big Call of Duty player. Um, I have played some of them, and I've liked the um, the the campaign, mm-hmm. but I've never been a fan of the multiplayer. It just it's not my style. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I don't know if it's the speed of the multiplayer or what that it doesn't is. get me. Um, That's what but, it is. Um, with the, with the whole battle royale thing that was ushered in with originally PUBG, and then of course Fortnite took it and they put their own spin on it. Um, Josh and I got deep into PUBG. Um, we got away from it. We played some Apex, which I liked, but it didn't really hook me. I don't think it did you either, Josh. No, the way that yeah. PUBG PUBG really hooked us. There was just something about that game that got us good. So anyway, we're loving this game, and then this and constantly updating it, which I like. And they're always fixing uh, so on and so forth. But so this week. They dropped a new thing into the whole... I think it's going to shake the whole game up. Um, There's bunkers over on the military side of the map, which you've not been able to enter. Well, now now you can. You just have to find a red access card in a legendary loot crate, and you can enter the bunkers, and then once you get inside, there are tons of legendary crates and blah, 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 and all the stuff that comes with that. But there's also more to it. There's another, is it bunker door after that that you can't go through yet. But people have clipped through, and apparently there's a nuke in it. So I think, and I think Jonathan, you mentioned it last night when we were playing that it looks like we're going into more of a Fortnite style, yeah, season type royale thing. where you have seasons and, uh, like underlying. Yeah, that, missions played, and objectives that you can do I played, w- within the overall game. Yeah. No, no, Go you're
1: ahead. good. I played um, Fortnite for a little while, I think, for like the first four seasons. And the coolest part about that game, I didn't really like that game. I just played it because it was something new. Like I played a lot of Overwatch before, but the whole Battle Royale thing it, it piqued my interest. So I played it for a little bit. And I played like the first four seasons. And the coolest part about it was those like big... Changes that happened to the map, where you still kind of knew the map, but suddenly the map had like a big crater in the middle of it, or a big ice whatever thing in the middle of it. So there were there were. Uh, I think there's something to be said for that kind of innovation from um, from Fortnite. I don't know what they have planned for it, but this game is way better than Fortnite was. I don't know the reason for it. I like this even better than Apex, even though it's weird because Apex has what you would think would be better because it has more options of like characters, but this somehow all being on the same footing and just, uh, you know, trying to desperately get to boxes for anybody else and hide out and push and all that. Mm -hmm. Something about this is so much better, but I think having those kind of changes that happen seasonally will be a cool way to change the map instead of just, here's a brand new map. You have to memorize this gigantic. Here's the same map, you know, but also now the stadium has burned down and there's a big pile of rubble or whatever, you know, so I, I don't know. It's, I'm excited to see what's coming, even though I've only been turned on to this game for two or three weeks. now, I, It's really, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Part of, partly because we've come in second place so many times and so close to a first place win. And I'm just like tasting that victory needed. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
2: Yeah. So, you know, to me, the the cross-platform stuff is is actually, you know, awesome. You know, uh, with us being, you know, Jason and I being big Xbox uh, guys, So uh, being able to play with Jonathan on PCs has, has been really, really nice and seamless. It works really well. Yeah. Um, I guess I've kind of heard two things about uh, uh, potential, you know, rumors or whatever about this nuke thing is that uh, one of it is it's a map changing thing, kind of on a season thing like Jonathan was talking about with Fortnite. And the other one is, is that people think that it's just uh, trying to hype people up for the new uh, like Black Ops game coming out, I guess. Later this year or next year or something. So we'll see. Hopefully it's the, hopefully it's the map changing thing. Yeah, just you know, hyping up another game is not as cool to me.
0: Um, you know, we played, like I said, PUBG for what, Josh? Probably a year straight, if not more. I guess so. Yeah. Um, Probably something like that. Um, And. You didn't see a lot. You saw changes, you know, balance changes and so on and so forth, and some new maps were added and stuff like that. But um I, I would like to see this be like a, like you said, a map-changing event, all a la Fortnite type of deal. I think it will – I I can see myself sticking with this game for the long haul even when, new, when we start getting new games. And just, you know, kind of like we do with, with PUBG, we'll play – A match or two a night instead of our whole game session being just this you know what I'm saying but right now I don't have anything else and Josh and I are notoriously bad for getting a game and just sticking with it and I feel that with this game because Jonathan you talked about the apex and how it felt and stuff I think what grabs me about Warzone I've said this before is that the guns the guns felt good in apex but there's something about the gun just the way the gun feels when you're using it in here that just it, it, it feels it, it feels great i mean it, like when i'm holding a shotgun i feel like i'm holding a you know i feel like i'm holding a shotgun i still think the shotguns are overpowered, <laughs> but that being said you know there's just something i, I feel good most of the time with any game any gun in the game that i can at least kind of hold my own except for a burst rifle. <laughs> but that's you know what i was I'm, thinking the exact same thing that. i almost said it out loud but uh <laughs> I think for me, probably one of the one of the coolest things about this that I've really started to enjoy more than anything is the fact that I can jump from that plane, and I can literally go from one end of that map to the other, if if I need to, if I want. to. And we often do. Um, and yes, I mean, you know, like in a PUBG or something, you just jump and that's it. Or Apex, you know, you can, you you have a little bit more control as to where you can go, or the jump leader does. But like. With this, we, we we can and we can change easy and we can speed up our descent and go faster if we need to that kind of thing. Uh, it's for me, this is about as good as it gets when it comes to battle royale games. And I found myself I don't know how much longer the battle royale genre will be a thing, but um, if you put something in front of me right now that's better than Warzone, I'll be really surprised.
2: You know, I think one of the and, one of the biggest draws for me about about that game is uh, you can play it kind of however you want to play it, right? You can mm. you can be stealthy. You can get a little bit of gear at the beginning, go hide out, and and have a very successful game. Um, or you can you can run and gun. I saw an article the other day that there was a it was a, a team of four. Had a record-breaking 111 kills between the team. There's only 150 people that dropped. So I mean, they killed almost everybody in the map. So I mean, you can play run and gun, you can play uh, stealthy, and um, you know, you can have success different ways, or you can mix it up. I think that's one of the things that really draws me to this uh, genre and this game specifically. So
0: I think I think for us, um, my mine and Josh's, and I think Jonathan will agree. Play style is more of a um, not really hide and seek, but let's loot. And, and defend. Th- it's not, it's loot, not hiding. Defend. It's it's taking the high yeah. ground and holding it.
1: I don't care right. what anyone well, says.
0: Right. I'll stay in that but same place. I'm, exactly. I'm with you. I, I, I don't have a problem with that type of play style, especially in this game, because that's what this game is. On, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you know. But the cool thing about this whole bunker thing, and we were talking about today, is I think it's going to change at least for a little bit. Some of our thought processes: Do we want to, like I said, go into these hot zones when we were talking earlier? Let's. Do we want to go in these hot zones and try for that? Because I would like to go into that bunker and just, you know, see that that what's going on there at least once. Sure. So, you know, I, I think. Okay, are we? Go ahead.
1: I, I was just gonna say, you know, I, I think for me the reason I I don't like the running gun as much is because. You know, I'm 42 years old. I'm playing on the PC. We're, we're Back slow. Back in the day, I could I could just uh, headshot <laughs> plenty of people. But yes, nowadays, my reaction time is nowhere near some of these we're, kids I watch we, on YouTube. So we ain't got
0: it. Let's just be honest. We ain't got no, it. But I'll anymore. tell you what, I, so. can, I
1: can aim down that
0: sight on those steps all day long and just pop your head off yep. and you turn a just, corner. Just sit there. I can sit. I sit, jo- Jonathan Josh and I sat last night after you play, got off. We sat at the top of one of those cranes. Mm-hmm. I promise you, for 15 minutes and stared at the set of <laughs> stairs waiting on somebody to come up the and stairs. And it's still and fun, because you know it's so intense you don't I know about what's about to happen. About to happen. I had no problems doing that either. Not one problem. So I'll tell you the best part. Just real quick, Josh
1: said uh, the cross-play thing. The one thing I think that makes this game so good is being able to play with you guys because the other games I played with just random people all the time because I didn't really have any friends who played it. So being able to do that cross-play is such a boon, I think, for these guys because it makes it easy and seamless, like Josh said, and it's way more fun to play with people you know who you kind of can get to know their play style. So.
0: How how dumb is it that the big well both Microsoft and Sony have fought against crossplay for so long? You know, I mean, we've embraced it now, but how dumb is it that they fought against something as petty as uh, cross? Yeah, play? we got the same game. Which, you know, why can't we play against each other? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but let's move on because. Um, we're kind of running I was long say, is this ending. the longest episode you've ever done i love it <laughs> no not at all not at all clay and i talked for like two, over two hours i, on I have end, to listen in so. pieces most of the time anyway because i have short drives but it's all good but listen let's move on because mainly i want to go play some Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> so you should have left that to uh, the end it. we get pumped up about it that's all right that's it for the news this week um we're going to move on to emails real quick. Before we do that, though, I just want to say uh, Josh posted a uh, poll on the Facebook page. And it was Best fan tra- Franchise from Start to Finish. It has to have at least three movies. Um, uh, let's give the winners on that. Uh, Lord of the Rings come out on top. Uh, Star Wars come in second. Back to the Future third. And Godfather, God, The Godfather fourth. With Batman Begins series being fit. Did you put them? Was that um, the order
1: you put them into, Josh? I think it was, wasn't it?
0: I I don't remember. I just started I ra- rattling them off. Um, I I just want to comment real quick. Uh, the Godfather ones is completely wrong because the Godfather three is a terrible movie. Yeah. Well, I don't care what anybody says. It 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 doesn't ruin the it doesn't ruin the first two, but when you look at that as a whole, that third movie really brings down the it hurt it hurts that whole franchise because that movie's bad well and there was a little bit and, of
2: discussion on there about you know when I wrote Lord of the Rings I did not assume that it included the Hobbit movies but if if we're being fair I suppose that it does and
1: I don't think it does they're, they're two separate yeah names. but it's the same story dude and it's by the same uh, director you're even right, so. you're
0: right you're no, right listen I voted for Mad Max I put my loan on there <laughs> I am kind of surprised just real quick uh, and I will say the reason I did not I would have if you, I would have said Star Wars, but I got to thinking about all the problems I had with the last movie in this uh, new trilogy, and my problems with the prequels, which we're not going to. The go into, last movie, kinda... you had problems
1: with the last movie? Lord have mercy, oh, yeah. we're
0: going to have to talk about that, yes. son. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, we talked, we touched on it. My my problems stem from some of the stuff that they did to retcon last. I, no, I I remember, I, but I I am a fan of. I am one of the few fans of Last Jedi. So in my defense, um, there's a lot, I have some issues with that movie. I, but it, uh, here we go. This will be another two hours. I know.
2: You there's know, started the last down this time hole. this, Jonathan, we l- talked listen, about this stuff too. You know that? <laughs>
0: listen, I, no, you know, I'll tell you, here's my biggest problem. I've harped on this on here constantly. Yeah. I shouldn't need to buy three supplemental books to get a full story. <laughs> of a movie okay okay and i also think that the colin trevorrow movie sounds better on paper than the rise of skywalker ever did okay that's it That's i'm not gonna go there though. Okay, no, give it to i really you. do have a I, I really do have a big my big i really do have a big problem with the fact that you have to that you have to buy three books of supplemental material to get the full story of that movie yeah that that's that's a big problem in my opinion uh, I am surprised that Indiana Jones is as low as it is though I'll say that it's yeah. because of
1: Crystal Skull if it hadn't been there at the time I,
0: I, Clay and I talked about that just real quick um, Crystal Skull I'm not a defender of it but it was not As bad as I remember. Dude, I've been trying to to
1: convince my boys that for months now, because I went and watched all four of them together in a row, and it's not any more ridiculous than the other ones. I don't enjoy it It, as much, but it's got the same stuff in other movies.
0: Yeah, it's not as good as the other ones, but it's not as bad as the hatred I felt for it coming out of the theater that night. So, anyway... Just want to throw it out there, Josh. That was a good point. Yeah, it was a fun poem. Um Thank you for getting me on my freaking Star Wars box again. Just then, yeah, all of a sudden, that was Jonathan. That. But yes, um, hey, it was my pleasure. Uh, but uh I, okay. If my background, real quick wasn't though, Jonathan, out, you can see all my listen, Star Wars
1: stuff back there. So,
0: I listen. You're talking to Star Wars too. You know this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know you you know this. Um For those people that do lo- love the Rise of Skywalker, I understand. I don't knock anybody that does. I don't think the movie's terrible. I've said this a hundred times. <laughs> I just have some issues with some of the stuff that was done in there, it. you know. But again, uh, let's move on. I can't. I got to go on. I feel you. I
1: hey, I'm, I'm biting my tongue because I want
0: to talk about it too. So I know. I know. It's it's okay. It's okay.
1: We're all <laughs> yeah, good. I know, still, I, it. It I, I know your thoughts on it. It doesn't matter.
0: I know your thoughts on it because I listened. To, I listened to the yeah. box office. Well, I was about to say I knew yours podcast. too, I I, but I'd
1: forgotten until yes. we just started talking about it. I was it's like, oh good. yeah, it's all good.
0: <laughs> We're good. We'll go kill some people in Warzone and we'll <laughs> be all right. So, yeah. <laughs> let's move on. See, people almost got to see me and Jonathan get into this giant Star Wars <laughs> argument, which is the last thing anybody oh, wants to listen to yeah. on here. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Out, we got sorry. we've got a lot of emails to go through. Thanks. I'm uh, glad I'm on one of the big email episodes. And speaking of which, the first one is a Star Wars email Thanks. from Glenn. And the subject is uh, Red 5 in the Sky. This is actually a really interesting uh, question he brings up. So here is something that has been troubling me as I've decided to work my way through the Star Wars movies to celebrate Star Wars Day. My wife let me sign up for Disney+. Plus, So I decided to watch all the movies in chronological order. I was disappointed to see that Solo was still not on Disney+. Plus. That's just licensing issues yep. what's happening there. I still refuse to watch the special needs editions, of course. <laughs> Uh, no desire to see Han step on a gangster's tail and not get shot, because that is what would have happened. Enough of that. Halliday. My question uh, this week regards the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, who who, was, who wrote this, uh, by the way? Glenn, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, I like you so far. <laughs> regards to the rise of Skywalker, in which Luke's Force ghost raises his X-wing from the depths of uh, depths, a la Yoda in Empire on Dagobah. Which Ray then flies to um X yeah. Okay, thank you. To save the day. After defeating the Emperor, she joins a space battle in Luke's X Wing, referring to herself as Red Five. Luke's call sign at the Battle of Yavin, at least implying that this X Wing could be the one that he flew to destroy the original Death Star. Man, Glenn, this is a really long email, but I appreciate yeah. it. If I am not mistaken mistaken, that X Wing was abandoned at Cloud City when Leo uh rescued luke after his duel with vader given that vader left the garrison at cloud city it seems unlikely they just gave the x-wing back i always assumed the x-wing luke had in return of the jedi was a different x-wing do you guys think the x-wing ray has is luke's from the battle of is is the one luke has in jedi the same or a new one if either is the same how did they get it back Is this reference to Red 5 just another unnecessary stretch (laughs) of fan service and attempt at tying all the movies together? Love to hear your thoughts. I hope I find everyone safe and well, even Clay. (laughs) Uh, I'll speak for Clay. He is safe and well. Uh, Jason, pass my best to the wife and children. They got it. Uh, Thank you, Glenn. Okay. So please tell me I don't need to reread any short, of that, because that's a lot to digest. The short answer
1: is probably yes. It's just needless fan service, but in my uh, Star Wars filled brain, Lando talked to Lobot and said, "Hey, make sure you go grab that X wing and get everybody off the, you know, off the Cloud City and and took it to him, you know, at the nearest
0: Rebel base. When I um when I looked over this email, I I did some digging. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple different, I don't know if they've ever been uh, unsubstantiated unsub- rumors, but um, one of them is that after um, was it Jedi? Sometime in between, it may have been in between Empire and Jedi, they go back to Cloud City and get Luke's X-Wing is one of them. So, I honestly don't know. Um, I'm of mind that it's uh, it, you're probably right it's probably fan service but i think i think she was just using that call, luke's call sign in another experience.
1: does he have a call sign in um um hmm. return of the jedi return of the jedi no doesn't ever talk
0: no no because you know he's on he's on the desk yeah. the whole time so. oh yeah you know, not, uh, i wasn't even thinking yeah
2: Jason, I think that the answer might lie in the uh, vehicle compendium that you need to read to understand Rise of Skywalker that you just mentioned a few minutes ago. So if you could please check that.
0: I'll get back to you. I've got it ordered right now so I can understand all of Rise of Skywalker.
2: Listen, so. I'll tell you this, though. Uh,
0: here's
1: the other thing, uh, and, and I think this uh, – I've talked about this with my brother who's one of the my co-hosts on uh, Box Officers. He – one of the things about being a movie reviewer that we have noticed is that sometimes the more critical you get, the less fun it is. And Mm -hmm. we have tried to, uh, as you know, movie goers, people who enjoy fans of movies, we've tried to say, here's our critique. And yet, it's still really good. And I think one of the things I love about the Star Wars universe is uh, the things that it makes me imagine and wonder. And, and um, you know, I can come up with a myriad of stories about how that ship got back, mm-hmm. but ultimately, does it even matter? I mean, so what if it's fan service? I, I don't really care. To me, that's the kind of stuff that I think sometimes we, right. we miss by being too critical of those things. Listen.
0: The fan service stuff in Rise of Skywalker is the least of my problems, <laughs> the least. So it's all good. It's a good question though. Thanks. I like those kind of. It questions. Is, it is. It, it You know, I had never really thought about that though until I read that. I don't think so I, that's what I that like that Which I'm a big no. fan. Exactly. I'm the same as you. I just it, and then I was like, huh. And then I, you know, I had to. Then I was like, well, I've got to do some digging on this to see because I never once thought about it. But um, thank you, Glenn. That was an excellent question. Keep them coming. Uh, this next one is from uh, this guy, Josh Powell. Uh, he writes in all the time. His emails aren't that good, Josh. So I'm er, no, Jonathan, you know, that's I true. I agree. Uh, <laughs> hey, at least listen, uh, with- his subject oh, the subject on this I only is, send
2: uh, in an email so that I don't get behind on Glenn on number of emails I've sent in so it's fine listen, most of them aren't good
0: listen I, I'm <laughs> just glad that you and Glenn send emails because y'all's like the only ones that do for the most part so I'll take everyone I can get uh, because as I've said I love answering these emails uh, you wouldn't know it sometimes <laughs> but I do uh, this one uh, subject is mid-may. I think <laughs> and the subject there it says uh, they're remaking Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 how excited are you for that one of my favorite sports games uh, so real quick let's answer that part uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 are we excited
1: I loved those games as a kid but I don't know that I care about
0: it being remade mm-hmm. I don't know i have to see mm-hmm. it, the trailer looks really good I'll give it that um, I, I never did play them that much but I mean if they come to uh, Game Pass or something like that I'll definitely give them a shot They were
1: fun as a kid but uh, you know
0: Josh what about you?
2: Well uh, clearly I'm excited Yes yeah. okay. <laughs> Did
1: you skate as a kid Josh? Were you a skater?
2: Uh, No I had a bunch of friends that were I rollerbladed Me too. Some, right. I yeah.
1: tried but I didn't have the balance for it apparently. Yeah.
0: No I never could I was too fat I just felt like <laughs> it all the time <laughs> So, Listen, I'll uh, tell you one part thing, the- though,
1: that, that will be cool, and one of the things I always loved about those games was the music.
0: Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm sure did they say made some of that. Did they say that they had all the original licensed music? In Almost. Time,
2: it's right? pretty close. I think That's there's two saying. or three yeah. missing, but yeah.
0: Um. So the second part of this question, uh, continuing on here. Uh, okay, so let's keep the Mount Rushmore topics going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mount Rushmore of Nintendo 64 Dang. games. See, I don't know how you do this kind of stuff on the fly. Uh, Okay, I'm going to throw some out there just off the top of my head. Um, Of course, I think you had to put Mario 64 in there. It's pretty groundbreaking. Um, Mario Kart. uh, I can't remember the number right now off the top of my head. The Mario Kart for that. Um, Smash Brothers. And I'm going to take Star Fox. The Star Fox 64. Man, that thing was amazing at the time. Yeah,
1: I'll give you my... The two I can think of off the top of my head were uh, the Rogue Squadron... Wasn't oh, it? Yes. sixty four no. Yes. And yes. then it's such a good game. And then the one that my brother and I played to death was the uh, Golden Eye. Yeah, mm, yeah. So Those are the two I can think up of off the top of my head. I know there's probably I, I, other stuff, the, but
0: a lot of people don't like it. I don't think it's held up as good over time. But um, I was always a huge fan of uh, Perfect Dark.
1: Oh no, yeah, I love Perfect Dark. I mm-hmm. forgot about yeah. it. That gun that was, was the so first,
0: cool. Yeah that that was the first multiplayer. Like where my friends would gather around my little thirteen-inch TV and do a four a, a split a, a four split screen yeah. four-player split screen, and we'd all be like our eyes. Would be I'm bleeding almost bleeding positive that it. came out when we were all at theater together because
1: I seem to remember playing. No, that. Uh-uh.
0: yeah, yeah, actually, it did because I had moved to Cookville yeah. uh, right in that time frame. So, uh, so well, you got there's
2: some. a lot of really good ones. Uh, Super Mario sixty-four. I've got that on there. Uh, Gold and I, have got that on there. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time is a is oh a yeah great. great I, I'm game. not
0: a I'm not a big Zelda player, a game Zelda fan or not not. A, I said that wrong. I, I'm just not a big Zelda game player, so it never pops in my head. But yeah, that needs to be on there.
2: And then uh, the fourth one's the hardest for me, but I'm gonna go Donkey Kong 64. Um, As far as platforms go, I I played the crap out of that game. But it was a toss-up, really, between... I'll go with that one, but Rogue Squadron was up there for me. And actually, so was Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. I played that.
1: Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I think probably my other one would be the F-Zero game that came out on there, because we played that a lot.
2: Yeah, that was... It's
1: weird. 64 was a hard one, because... There weren't a ton of games for the sixty four, and I didn't play a lot of them. I only played like the most popular ones. Mm-hmm.
2: I guess though, yeah. you know, it didn't seem like I, there was as many games, but they did have some really, really solid ones. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I put hours upon hours me and my friends into the Mario Kart, uh, whichever one it was for that. Right? Was it just Mario I think sixty four, maybe, yeah. probably. But um, just
2: put the number sixty four at the end of any yeah, game. That was yeah. a lot of so,
0: that. Pretty much Harvest that. Moon sixty four. I played that one a lot too, Phil. Feel free to put uh, listeners put your Mount Rushmore of Nintendo sixty four games in the comments for this week's episode if you would like. Conker's Bad um, Fur
1: Day was one I played like secretly yeah. when my parents oh, were yeah. like in the room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like an adult when
0: that came out, but still was like, still. don't let anybody look. Yeah, uh, moving on from that one, we have one from uh, Mr. Brandon Bradley. <clears throat> He says, it's been a while. Uh, Yes, it has. Uh, He says, hey, Hobknockers, if you could morph two animals to make one super animal, what two animals would you choose and why? (laughs) He's taking that rambling from nowhere real serious. (laughs) Can um, it be
2: fictional animals?
0: No. Uh, Yes. Yes. Why not? Sure. Go with it.
2: Okay. uh, If that's the case, then I'm going to go... uh, a uh, Pegasus and a uh, alligator.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> so, is it going to be a horse with scales, like really sharp, like green scales, and that's it, or is it going to be like the wings on an alligator?
2: No, it's gonna be uh it's gonna look like a Pegasus, except okay. it's gonna be scaly and green and have okay. big chomping teeth. Please, I gotcha.
0: That's what i gonna say. Please tell, say it has the giant alligator chomp- yeah. chompers on
1: it. How, How it freaky like, scary right? would that be? I'm
2: gonna go Jonathan.
1: I'm gonna go with real world animals and I'm gonna go a lion mixed with a gold a, a bald eagle. Like just that huge wingspan on a lion. Kind of like a hippogriff or something going on there. Yes. So that would be, that'd be what I'd do.
0: I'm going to take, uh, let's see. I want to take a, I don't know. Just, these are So random questions and I'm, I love it. I'm out of rent. Ra- I'm out of randomness for the night. Just about, I want to take, I want a, I'm gonna take a gerbil and a pot-bellied pig and have a pot-bellied gerbil. That'd be pretty. I think awesome. you can actually do that. Yeah, it's probably happening. So uh,
1: I'm, i just. How about know. a komodo dragon with a bat,
0: and then you a po- have a komodo no. a dragon, a komodo dragon and a pot-bellied pig, <laughs> a pot-bellied komodo dragon. That'd be awesome. There we go. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. He has a second part to this question. And, uh, <laughs> or uh, to this email. And he's been trying to stump us with his, um, these uh, questions that he sends us. Uh, Jonathan, I'm glad you're here. I knew this one, but uh, I have a certified Star Trek uh, fan here with me who should answer this without a problem. Jeez, oh, don't build it, it up says, like a, that, dude. <laughs> oh, no, no, trust me. If I can answer this one, I know you can. According to Star Trek The Next Generation, which ship was Jean Luc Picard first first in command of? Yorktown? I have Yorktown? a. No, hold oh. on. You have uh, A, USS Stargazer, <clears throat> B, USS Constellation, C, USS Exeter, or D, USS Lexington. Yeah,
1: Stargazer. But so, who was Yorktown? Yep. Was there
0: somebody was part I of it? I can't remember. It was, yeah, there was one that was that.
1: Stargazer, too. yeah, though. That's it for sure. Yep. Yeah, as soon as you heard it. I know. I was like, I know this, but I can't think of what it
0: is. So we have another email from Josh Powell. Uh, It says, Next Gen. You took a week off, Uh, so you got two emails. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Unfortunately, Glenn did not email us this morning. Nice, you are. are, So he says, let's hear your official guesses of the new console prices. Uh, This is Xbox, Series X, and PlayStation 5. Um, also, do you think there will be tiers at launch? If so, what are your price guesses for all of them? <laughs> uh, you want me to take it? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think the uh, Xbox Series X, just from the talk, is going to be five ninety nine, <laughs> and I think I think it will be tiered. Um, and I think you'll have a five ninety nine. And because let's see, Josh, Xbox One X was four ninety nine at launch, right? Yeah. Am I thinking right originally? I think so yeah. so I, I think you're going to see a six hundred dollar price tag on the high end one, and I think they will have a mid one that will be. I'm going to go four hundred to four fifty. Uh, PlayStation Five, um, <laughs> I'm thinking around that five fifty March.
2: Yeah. So actually. I think PlayStation 5 550. I think that Microsoft is going to undercut the price on the PlayStation 5 and I think you'll see 499 for the Xbox be- I hope because so. um I think they're trying to grab market share and so I think that their their console price is going to I think that they're going to wait till Sony announces it and then they're going to undercut him.
0: Mhm. I, Clay and I talked about this a little bit. Um, he didn't think they would. I think that I think that's what they're doing right now is, um, they're because they got burned last time around on this on this entire launch on that launch cycle for the Xbox yep. X. Well, and it wasn't that good. But well, I mean, okay, I take that back. I've played mine for this entire time. I think it's great, but they had some issues. But I think I'm with you. I think they're holding off on that price point and it's kind of a showdown to see who is going to get out there and put that price point out there because in my opinion right now and I, I am not a fanboy of, even though I play Xbox, that's what I played for 17, 16 or 17 years now, um, I also have a Playstation 4 um, I, it's just that that's what we've always played on um, but I think that Xbox is way out in front of them when it comes to talking about this next cycle of the systems and so on and so forth they stumbled a little bit with the quote-unquote third-party games uh xbox 2020 thing they did which we talked about a couple weeks ago but um i really think they're out ahead of sony right now and they're coming out stronger and coming out swinging so we shall see Jonathan, do you want to take a guess? I know you're a PC player for the most part. But yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love console. I've got a PlayStation 4. I usually only buy one, although Nintendo usually makes it easy to buy two because they're generally lower end, so they're lower priced. But I, I remember looking when they first started putting out some of their, their specs, and I thought the Xbox looked like it was going to be more expensive because of uh, their... Um, uh what was the card uh, was it their graphics card that was uh uh-huh. like being it was there was something that when they first announced it that card was more expensive retail wise but uh-huh. I mean who knows with Microsoft they got so much money to throw around if bill Gates like saves the world with Corona vaccine. He'll throw some of that money into the Xbox and bring the price down. Who knows? I I just, for me, there's no way to even be able to tell that kind of stuff. It's always a surprise when they give you the numbers because they're so high end. And yet like to build a computer for that, it costs more than five or $600. So I just, I don't know, but I, either one, I'm just, just, I'm excited for the next generation, especially after uh, PlayStation put out their little uh, their little demo yeah, the other that, day with was... that Epic
0: that Epic Unreal stuff. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. It looked pretty awesome. Uh, we'll see. You know, we're going to have this the whole solid state drive, and they're talking about uh, Sony's done some pretty amazing stuff with their solid state yeah. stuff. So we'll see. Uh, final email is from. Justine uh, Justine did receive her copy of Last Man Standing. I hope you enjoy it. I'm glad you won it. Right. Um, as we said when, we, when you posted, let us know how it is because I've owned the game for over a year and we've never played it. So <laughs> I hope it's good. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, she sent us an email this week. Uh, she says, I have no idea what type of questions you're looking for. So, I'm just throwing these out there. Clearly, for things out. on the board. Yeah. She says, feel free to leave out whatever you wish. Justine, we would never leave out any questions, obviously. I mean, we just crossed a Komodo dragon with a pot-bellied pig <laughs> and a crocodile <laughs> and a pegasus and a lion. And what was it, uh, John? Yes. <laughs> so, we'll, we're up for anything. Uh, I have heard rumors of uh, Timothy Oliphant being cast in, as cast for. Boba Fett and Mandalorian 2 news he's not my first pick who do you think they should cast
1: I don't know Uh, I'm excited for Timothy Oliphant you know uh, die hard uh, uh, which die hard was he in
0: uh, which one the was one it? with was Justin Long
1: and, and the whole he was like was it the fourth, one? Yeah, so. the fourth
0: one?
2: yeah
1: so that character I mean he played that character so good that's yeah. where I fell in love with him I think I, I think he in Justified he plays great car- I don't know I think he's going to be good I- well, I'm excited to see it I think for me
2: oh, okay. sorry. I think that they should cast uh, Tamara Morrison as Borba Fett uh, oh, because that's, right. that's, yes. that's who they have yeah I, have. Yes. I misunderstood the question uh <laughs>
0: Not very That's, good. I, I really do think like that article said earlier that that the timothy Oldefont thing is uh, is the what that dude whose name i've already forgotten vance or something. But, Cobb, and, and, you know we've yeah. been we've been recording for so long i'm forgetting stuff from the podcast yeah, true. now uh but um <laughs> she has she has a few questions uh see your thoughts and highlights on the Mandalorian documentary on Disney Plus I love the breakdown between the eight directors in the first episode Um, are are you guys watching this by the way? I have not I mean I knew it was there I haven't watched it yet I watched it I talked talked about a couple I don't think I watched the latest episode but it made me just watching the the documentary for me I'm a big fan of documentaries like this Mm -hmm. but it made me want to go back and watch the episodes um, Mandalorian yeah. again, it's really good. If you if you like the Mandalorian, you really owe it to yourself to watch this. Uh, the first one was directors, the second one was some back was like backstory about the, uh, coming together and doing the the Mandalorian, and the third one was some character based stuff. Yeah. Um, it's really good. I'm really digging it.
1: Yeah, uh, she
0: that. also says uh, Amazon Prime Prime covering the Will of Time series. Uh, so I, uh, has anybody read The will? of Time You
1: know, we just month? talked about this on my back porch today. Uh, now that I know this mm-hmm. is happening, I'm going to have to go and read them because I've, I've had them like sitting in my mm-hmm. wheelhouse for so long just never pulled the trigger because there's so freaking many of them. Yeah, I just, it's like
0: 45 oof. books now or something <laughs> like that. <is. laughs> I don't know.
1: I thought it was 15. I may not read them after all. We'll it,
0: see. It, 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 I'm joking, but like uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, I've had a few of them sitting around and just never did get around to reading them. I I, I think I uh, uh, coming late to something like that. Yeah. It's hard for me to. It's daunting because I've tried to catch up. I've tried to catch up on Game of Thrones books. And I couldn't do I've it. Not been able to. Yeah. So, but I mean, I will watch the series. Though, I mean, I'm all for you know this kind of stuff. You know, Lord of the Rings, Will of Time. Blah,
1: I'm going to make blah, blah, blah. a commitment to your listeners right now that I am going to go buy the first book and it will sit on my shelf for a while. That's the commitment.
0: <laughs> Josh, anything to add to that? I,
2: I, no. Not, what do you add to that?
0: Uh, she also says, new Amazon Prime show upload is incredible. Do you think it's eerie how they've made afterlife AI so easily, easily watchable? Personally, it's terrifying for me. Um, I, I have not... I don't even know anything about this show. Do you guys know yeah, anything? So I it, can't It's tell.
1: pretty interesting looking. And, and as, a, as a Christian also, I really am interested in watching this because it's like, you know, this idea of an afterlife that like supersedes any sort of supernatural afterlife, right? So mm. I'm interested to see it just to see if they kind of touch on any of that stuff um, because... We we live in such a science based society now that it's it's interesting to see what what spirituality kind of idea there is that's moved into this twenty first century, twenty second century and beyond. I haven't watched it but I, I, I it's on my list. Okay. I might need to check that out. Yeah,
2: I haven't watched it either yet, but I really want to. It's it's Greg Daniels that did it, yeah. who uh, mm-hmm. you know did The Office, and it's The Office, yeah, yeah, and you know had some stuff to do with Parks and Rec and all that So yeah,
0: Spa- did, isn't he doing Space Force with Corel too? If I remember right, I don't
1: I don't um, know. I didn't even look into that. I think so. I saw the preview, but so. didn't look beyond
0: it. Yeah, well, let's not even go there because it's going to be good. <laughs> it's another episode. we can't we can't go on. We're almost yes, done with he that. is doing so, Space almost. Force. uh she and lastly um she has the 100 on cw premiere octavia dead or alive
1: Mm. i'm about uh three seasons behind on that so i don't
0: know i i got watching uh, it and i watched the first
1: two seasons or first three seasons and then i think it hadn't caught up yet on streaming and so i kind of put it down i need to get back to it and watch how many seasons are there? I'm not sure. I I, I can look, but I, I don't remember. Are you well, caught I'm up? behind
0: of? I'm behind on all the seasons. Oh, really? <laughs> so I've, I've heard so much good stuff about this. But again, it just goes on that pile of shame, like with uh, Babylon 5 and so sure. on and so forth, stuff I've just never got around to watching. I'm going to say that she is alive. <laughs> uh, there are six seasons. One i don't out on live. Yeah. Okay, I'm six seasons behind. Yeah. Yes. I also here's, my, here's, my six only,
2: season behind.
1: here's my only problem with that show: it starts off real strong and and is a great sci-fi show. Feels very like lost with makes it lost in space with a lot of other different things. But also by the third season, it had also become like a YA novel, like a young adult novel, and there was a lot of like MTV angst and and. Um, <laughs> MTV angst and and third through triangle love triangles and I was like oh my goodness so I don't know if I can get through all six seasons but it's got some interesting plots.
0: So okay, well you need you guys need to answer the question. I threw out my. Anxiety. I think she's alive, Octavia. Okay, no way, Josh. No, no way, she's think
2: alive. She's dead. No, absolutely.
0: Okay, Justine, let us know. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, yes you can go ahead and spoil that for me it'll be fine because i'll be honest i don't know if i'll ever find time to watch 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 it. The girl i barely find time to watch stuff i watch the it. girl who plays octavia
1: has the coolest name by the way it's marie Avgaropoulos.
0: i think she's great. The, the, you know what comes to my mind huh. Oct- octavia spencer oh yeah that's, the one. that's that's who i think of every time uh dudes we're so close to the end of this episode it's, it's, we're almost there I promise so that's it for emails for this week um, next up is a bit of geek history for you guys um, we're recording on Wednesday night but this is going to be drops on Friday so May 22nd are you ready for some geek history ready on this day in geek history in 1980 the video game Pac-Man was released in Japan Widely considered one of the pillars of the video game industry, Pac-Man has appeared in over 30 video games or 30 games throughout his lifetime. I figured it was more than that. Pac-Man was actually the Americanized name of the character. In Japan, he's known as Puck-Man. That's a P. Puck-Man. <laughs> I know. I knew this While, bit of trivia, by the way. I'm very proud. I Brown. did too, yeah. While most think it's because of his resemblance to a puck, the name actually comes from a Japanese phrase meaning to flap one's mouth open and closed. The name was changed when the game came to America, as Atari feared that the game cabinets would be mm-hmm. vandalized to change the puck to an expletive, and I don't know what the expletive is. Oh, it's a uh,
2: puck man. I will tell you this: they for sure would have a, been vandalized. Uh, so that was a good point. <laughs> Unfortunately,
0: 100%. Clay is not here to help us through this because I know he would. Yeah but uh, I think we can all figure out what that is. Uh, Pac-Man uh, one of the classics. That is true that cartoon. You,
2: you won't have to put an E on this week's episode.
0: Yeah <laughs> well, that'd be the first one in a long time uh, <laughs> uh, but man just real quick on the Pac-Man stuff did anybody else besides me watch the Pac-Man Dude, cartoon back I was back just in about to say
1: that I loved the Pac-Man cartoon when man, I was a kid man how
0: good was yeah. that? So good I mean it was stupid really.
1: <laughs> as an adult looking back
0: on it but it was great man. when I was a kid Listen, nostalgia is what I live for. I'm, you're 42, I'm 43, yeah. so I'm even more nostalgic. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I've got a year on you, so I'm more. Uh, but, like, I, I used to love that show. Mm-hmm. But we've got to move on, so I cannot talk about it. <laughs> uh, so, real quick before we get out of here, I want to announce the winner of the Monty Python Flux game. Uh, Josh, thank you for uh, putting this up there for us to give away. Absolutely. Support um, your
2: local game stores. This came from the yes. Game Keep in Hermitage. What a great store visit great there. Great
0: store. And that's the one... Is that the one on the corner or the one down the road? Uh, the one just, down the, me, yeah. just, just down, down the road for me, yeah. Just down the road, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I've never played the Flux games myself. I hear lots of good stuff about them. So, actually,
2: just real quick on that, I, I picked up Marvel Flux and actually got uh, my wife to play it with me, and we've, we've played it multiple times. It's super fun. So
0: Awesome. Uh, now, I want to preface this. Um, first of all, Jonathan, I'm glad you're on the show. Um, and I knew you were coming on the show, and we made the drawing, and Jonathan you are the winner really? of the Flux Game. Sweet. Yes. I love Monty Python. I want people to know that even though Jonathan was on here, that the, the drawing was done before Jonathan was ever confirmed to be on here. I don't want people to think that, you know, hey, there's some kind of shenanigans going on or anything like that. I did not, I did not personally do the actual, well I chose the number, but Josh was the one who set everything up. All I had to do was check, choose a number so, you Jonathan, told me congratulations.
1: That, that, that you were just going to give it to me.
2: <laughs> okay. You, <laughs> you're not helping me. You're not
1: helping me. No, I'm, no. I, I'm super I, surprised. I wrote, it pumps. It's awesome.
2: I, I wrote yeah. down all the names in an Excel spreadsheet, put numbers next to them, and asked Jason to pick a random number within oh. that range, and sure enough.
0: That's awesome. Um, we... Um, we i originally had it on the rundown sheet that you were the winner but i was like no i'm gonna take, take it that off, off yeah i love it surprise you um, i've got star trek flux so c- which is like one of my favorite like guilty
1: games that i play with people who don't like play board games really so i was mm. i'm pretty excited i love it and monty python is one of my favorites
0: congratulations thank you for entering the contest um we hope to have more of these types of contests. Um, I want people to know, because we've not had a lot of people for either one of these giveaways, um, there's no strings attached when we do these. Uh, we send these to you. I told Justine I didn't expect her to have to pay any shipping for that. I don't want her to. This is something that I do because uh, I love you guys, and I love what we've got going with our Facebook page and the and the podcast itself, and it's just a little something that's fun for for us to do, it's a way to give back. To let you get, yes, and to let you guys know that you know we want you to be part of whatever this crazy thing is that uh, that Derek and I started, and Clay and I have continued on, and so on and so forth. Um, it's just uh, it's just fun. So please, when we do these, please enter them because we want you to win. We want you guys to get some of this neat stuff that we're trying to line up and give away for you all so there's that uh josh do you have anything to say on that because i know you were the one who initiated this this most recent giveaway no
2: i was just you know looking for a way to to help support uh one of my favorite small businesses that had been you know closed for quite some time now due to the pandemic and i wanted to spend some of my money there and thought what a better way than to help give away a a game and it, it turns out that uh I'll get to play the game, as I often play (laughs) games with John. And on top of that, we all get to play games.
0: All right. Well, listen, Jonathan, congratulations. Um, With that, we're about to get out of here. Is there anything that you guys want to add before we get out Can of. Can I be
1: selfish and uh, and ping my podcast for everybody? <laughs> I was going to let you down the road here and just well, yeah. feel no, free no. To Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, if you uh, like movies and old and new, we uh, at the com or in boxofficers on any of your podcast uh, apps that you use you can find us we talk movies old and new and we aren't quite as rambly because we're very specific to the movies but yet we do ramble sometimes on random Star Trek things although I will admit I like rambling a lot it was very fun thanks
0: for having me on I appreciate it well listen like I said uh, that's when I when Derek and I first started talking about this and I've said it before but and just real quick sorry um, that was my goal uh, the podcast I like to listen to, for the most part, um, uh, that's kind of how it, that's how they flow. That flow, that give and take with with us and knowing each other and be able to bounce off of each other and not just stick to the script, but be able to go off script like we did and have a good conversation about whatever it may be, whether it's you and me and the whole Star Wars thing. <laughs> Or, you know, just us being able to talk about, well, you know, this is what we did here. Or, you know, hey, this reminds me of this. That's what I like. That's the kind of conversations I like to have where we can lead into something. Like, you know, we, we, uh, this podcast has been long, but we have actually cut out quite a bit of news yeah. <laughs> along the way. But that's okay because I think the conversations that we had in that time were better than what we, would have done with that those new stories that we did cut, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So that's 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 one of the things I really like about what we what I'm what what myself and Clay are trying to do with this uh with what we've got going. What I've what my dream was when I first started this thing. So sorry. I rambled just then, which is not a <laughs> shock. Josh, anything you would like to add uh, before we get out of here? Yeah, uh
2: you guys playing Warzone or what?
0: <laughs> I will be on if this podcast ever ends. Right, cool. I'm going to check on two babies and a wife and a little five-year-old, and then I'm going to go shoot somebody or blow myself up or something. Crash a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> That's Josh. Yeah. Josh does that. So, uh, one time. That, it
1: was one time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with that uh, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there and please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet just search for Ramblings From Nowhere you can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram it's RFN underscore podcast also please don't forget to send in those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast one at gmail.com. uh Josh, where can people find you at on the social medias?
2: Probably, I suppose the the best place is the Facebook page. I like to be pretty interactive on that.
0: Uh, Jonathan, I know you have the box officers, which you talked about. Is there any other social medias that you would like to throw out there for? Uh,
1: you can look us up on the uh, Twitter at the underscore box underscore officers, and then. Uh, from there you can find our individual ones and stuff I will say you are a lot better at social media than we are we're three old fogies that that tend to put stuff up just letting you know that our stuff is out there but yeah you can check but, us out and follow us on, I, on there
0: I've been kind of behind on uh, the, the Twitter side of things for the podcast itself um, I have to say though your Facebook page always... blows up though I love it Yeah, I have to give thanks uh, to Josh and Glenn and everybody else who posts on there all the time. Uh, We get a lot of uh, random conversations started, a lot of good, just just good, we've had some good 80s topics that have blown through and so on and so forth. Um, That's one of the things that amazes me is just how much participation we do get on that Facebook page. Uh, So big shout out to not only me, but to them, because I couldn't do... I couldn't do that Facebook page without them because obviously I cannot keep up with the Twitter or the Instagram one at all. So anyway, uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Jason76Z. Um, I want to thank both you guys for coming in and joining me again this week. Uh, Let's do it again. Maybe it won't take so long. I don't know. We shall see. Um, Dude, it's flown by been for me. It doesn't feel like we've been sitting here for two
1: and a half hours, I'll tell you.
0: For me, it's been a blast. Um, I, I really do appreciate you guys coming in, uh, kind of on short notice and helping me out this week. Uh, so, with that, gentlemen, we are Out. <laughs>